I think it's time to grow this dream. Get everybody on the mics together. Okay, three, two, one podcast. Hey there, Space Cow folk. Welcome back to the sudden but inevitable rebop. I am Captain Boot Scoot, a.k.a. Vanilla Husband, a.k.a. your host, Jesse, and I'm here to take you through this podcast where we bring two anime-resistant first-timers through Cowboy Bebop a couple of episodes at a time, depending on how we're feeling. Now, I, of course, cannot do that alone. The first thing that I have to do every week is introduce my lovely co-host and anime veteran, I might add, at Miss My Arm Cast, Kylie. Kylie, how has your week been so far? Um, it's been it's been a busy but good one. Um, just glad to be here after what seems like um, forever, you know. Um, but yes, no kidding. We have had an interesting couple of weeks here at SBI. Last week, of course, was the week of hashtag TMA PodCon twenty one, and with it came all sorts of shall we say fun little details. Now, none of those fun little details would have fallen into place, of course, without the next person that we have to introduce, the first of our anime-resistant first-timers, the head of the Twist My Arm podcast network, and the host of the Twist My Arm podcast, Josh. Josh, how has your week been? Uh, It's been great. It's been so much better than last week. Um... Those little weird things you were talking about were more like technical difficulties that basically shut down my entire streaming service for a couple days. So thank you guys for taking the reins last week, (laughs) and thanks again to Joanna for killing it. You guys uh, guys were able to to stream. I was in the background watching pretty much the whole time running tests, test after test after test. And there was a couple times where you were like, can you look that up for me? And all I heard was, Josh, can you look that up for me? And I was like, oh, crap. What did he want me to look up for him? <laughs> it was it was actually, they were mostly jokes. But the funny thing was that periodically Josh would put in the private chat, okay, I'm going to jump in, like, wave if you can hear me, and nothing would happen. <laughs> like, he would jump in and we'd get nothing. So it was, it was, Awful. but yeah. And, and I will pass your thanks along. Joanna had a wonderful time. Um, she really liked playing the part of Mrs. Sudden. I, I told her the first time that I had used that, and then she thought it was cute, and <laughs> it just kind of stuck. So, uh, yeah. yeah I like but uh, I, 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 I should also probably say thank you to my lovely wife, Joanna, as well. Thank you, sweetheart. That was a lot of fun. And it's the kind of thing that is not new for us here at Sudden But Inevitable. Every time that we have a small mishap or like a sudden but inevitable emergency, we just reach out to the people around us and a show magically happens. Usually with about an hour's notice, which is just, (laughs) I I can't even express how, how wonderful that makes us feel. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun and we had a blast. So, but we are also very, very eager of course, to get back to our regularly scheduled bebop. And we can't do that with just us three. We of course, 
have to introduce the beautiful shining soul that makes up the last part of our crew here at Sudden But Inevitable, our second anime-resistant first-timer, Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D, who recently guested with me on Bed, Wet, or Behead. Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. How has your week been, my friend? It's been pretty good. I had fun on the Bed, Wet, Behead podcast Wednesday night. Uh, is that out yet, or is it going to be a couple weeks? It will be a couple of weeks. Okay. I have the release date, and I might even be able to find it before this show is over. In fact, that will be releasing next Monday, August 30th. All right. Uh, but we do have that to look forward to. Uh, it's it's just a fun podcast to go on. So I'm excited. I was excited to be there. I'm excited to be here. We're just having a good time. Just having a good old time. If I may, you're sounding great this week. Not that you don't sound great every week, but sometimes there's a little bit of a variance in the clarity of your voice. And right now, it's like hot butter jazz, and I deeply appreciate it. Hot butter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a. It's like a mushroom samba kind of. It's, oh, it's very, what an very apt way to put it, Josh. That's that's so <laughs> apropos. I want to give Ricky a shout out and thank him for letting uh, Justin and I come crash his best flicks. Yeah. We had a little TMA mashup last weekend and we called it Quest Flicks. And uh, we reviewed Quest episode Quest. nine, The Rise of Skywalker, and a little bit of The Bad Batch. Just a little bit, though, because... You know that show, but you know. whatever. It was fun. Thanks, Ricky. Absolutely. This is not me calling anybody out. This is me sharing my genuine loving experience with you guys. When I watched back through that video, <clears throat> the part where you and Justin started talking about Bad Batch, Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D's eyes <laughs> glazed over, and he like slowly starts tipping out of frame, and then realizes what's <laughs> happening and comes back. And I was like. Why are they talking about this show that he's never seen? But then I remembered that's what Quest Me is talking about. So, yeah, it was just that moment was really great. And I definitely recommend that you go check out Quest Flicks. We love to smash words here in, at the Twist My Arm Podcast Network. Another thing that we love to do is say hello and thank you. And we couldn't live without you to our wonderful supporters in the live chat, which, of course, just like every other week, includes Callie D and Rona D. Hello, ladies. We're so happy and grateful to have you with us. Good morning, Callie. Good morning, Rona. They missed you last week, Josh and Kylie, but it was great to meet Joanna. We have the coolest listeners and viewers, folks. I know that I say that every week, um, and I'm not even going to qualify that. That's the end of the sentence. So, uh, and, and trust me when I say that Kylie and I missed you as well. Um, I was very frustrated that we couldn't be doing a show last week, and yes. I'm sure Jesse and Ricky can attest to that. I, I, I can I can say I, w I was certainly <laughs> bummed, but it was um, it was an existential crisis well, for dear Josh over here. It's like so. pulling my exactly. hair out. I'm yeah. a little bit more bald. <laughs> <laughs> but it was important that he spent that time making sure that everything was good for the PodCon, and from what I understand, that was just ravishing, so... Oh, yes. Here we are. Life is good. It truly went off without a hitch. Um, our dear friend Sean from Cheap Seat Reviews had a bit of a thunderstorm going on. He is in the North Carolina area, which is currently a bit of a hurricane area. Don't worry. I did check in with him earlier today. Everything is fine. He's just got some cloudy skies. Um, definitely go check out their most recent episode where they talked with V from Life Paranormal with V about the movie Resident Evil. Sean claims that those movies get better as they go. Resident Evil? Yeah. Are you not familiar? No, no, no. I am, but I feel that oh, that okay. claim is the inverse of true. 
Anyways. Um, Anywho. <laughs> back to the wonderful viewers and listeners I've... for our show, right? Um, Josh, did you have something to say? I'm sorry. I feel like Sean is wrong there. I don't know. Though. I, I, I agree I mean, with you. I mean, seriously, they I... get worse and worse as they go. <laughs> the movies are 100% a downhill. It's, Dude, like, it's, it's like the fa- it's Fast and Furious, yeah. but like horror style, and it's just awful. It's the first graph you ever saw in school where they show you a line just going in one direction. Like, it's the same mm-hmm. graph. Um, mm-hmm. But really quickly, back to our wonderful viewers and listeners, because that's what we're really here to say thank you for. We do have a birthday to celebrate, and that birthday happened on Tuesday this week, and that is Listener Marie. Listener Marie also, I believe I told you last week, wore her very cool Sudden But Inevitable t-shirt, and I got to see it in person. This week, we have a photo of said Sudden But Inevitable t-shirt to share with you that my friend Josh is diligently working away. There it is. Look at that. I don't remember the name of that. I think it's teal heather is the name of that color. But man, look at that what shirt. What a good color. I asked. <laughs> First of all. Sweet yeah, color. exactly. I asked her, is it I comfortable? Like it. I need to know. She said, it's so soft. I love it. Very comfortable. Happy birthday, so, Marie. We're very, very, very grateful to have you aboard for the Sudden yes. But Inevitable Rebop. Absolutely. And looking good over there, I might add. No kidding. It's one of those, I'm biased, right? Anybody has something with us on it, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to enjoy that. But I think objectively, that's a great photo. I think that's all there is to that. Now, speaking of great photos and great supporters and listeners, we also have our very, very good friend, Rosie. I don't believe she will be here in the live chat with us this evening. She has a lot of homework to do. But as the first ever owner of a Sudden But Inevitable V-neck t-shirt, there's our friend, Miss Rosie. Yay! Is she at like a bar or something? She I is. was going to say. Our listeners totally. have so it, much more fun than me going out and just living it, it up. Like Look she at that. I haven't really been cool. to a bar. She also <laughs> wore that shirt. Ladies and gentlemen, Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D is of age, I assure you. I don't mean ever. I just. Oh, okay. <laughs> you didn't qualify. I, two or three yeah. years. Gotcha. Ricky, yeah. Ricky, do you want to hang out, man? Do you want to go to a bar? Let's go to a bar, Ricky. <laughs> I need somebody to hang out with, please. He's like, it's like, no, I want to go with Rosie. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, well, honestly, that does look like a good time. I mean, she's looking cute. Oh. Her hair is fiery red, yeah. Yeah. and she's at a look a pretty neat looking bar. We know that sure. Rosie is a good time waiting to happen. I mean, the woman is nothing but love and support, and we can't thank her enough. Um, you might think that that would be the last photo that we have to share with you, but of course, it isn't. The last photo that we have to share with you. The last photo that we have to share with you is our friend Phil, who got a very snazzy best hat from Ricky D from Best Flicks <laughs> with Ricky D. Yeah, and he is some eye candy for the lady. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> look at that very classical halo framing effect he's got going on there. <laughs> I know. Like it's if looking you good. if you pull the levels around on that image, you might get a very cool accidental Renaissance style photo. Have you guys you know, ever seen that? I, the internet. I actually I asked Phil. He told me he bought the hat and he sent me a picture. And I asked him if we could use that picture. And he went over and he took that second one that we just showed. So that was very intentional on his part. It's an excellent photo. The man knows how to light a pick. Callie D seems like she may be a little bit jealous of the best flicks hat. I had one more with uh, my little sister. Yay. And hats. She got a little t-shirt. And hats. That's great. 
Little sister Josh. I, I and can't. Ha- this it's one's not, it's oh. not oh. Uh, it's not doing it. I don't mean to do that to you, Josh. Um I was trying. It's okay. See. Maybe I can rest assured that Josh is uh, Hey, there we, go. there we go. Yeah. It's the same shirt that I'm wearing, actually. Yes. All in the family. <laughs> That's and so don't they look alike? They are just Shameless. both so cute, man. I love, love it. it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, really quickly to address listener Callie in the chat, are you planning on having hats for all the shows? Is yes, there we are. anything wrong with a best flicks hat though? So I mean, that uh, seems we like a good place to start. Oh. I didn't even realize that, Ricky D. That's a good point. I guess just by asking that, that's sort of what she was implying, huh? Um Wow. Actually so, we do have we have a TMA hat. Yes. Please show the hat. There's a TMA hat. There. I believe there's a tank top. I think there's more than one best hat, isn't there? Oh, we're working on the second best hat. There's a beanie. There's a beanie for your fall needs coming up. What? Yeah, we got a fall line that we're working on. It's one of those big ones you can push it, pull over (laughs) your eyes. Yes, it is. Um, But yes, to answer your question, Callie D, there will be hats for every show. And to that point, we are this close. We're probably one or two days away from the season (laughs) one firefly themed sudden but inevitable tour shirt going up on the show we're just waiting on a couple of um dotted t's and crossed i's before we went on a couple contracts to go through just uh need need a couple lawyers involved you know the the main you're an award-winning podcast you gotta get gotta get the lawyers involved gotta get a hold of a notary there's a lot of steps involved folks we got a notary right I'm here. Totally a notary. State of Colorado. Now, uh, mine recently expired. Don't. Oh. Okay. The following reference is a test. Don't compromise. Notarize. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. I... So, with that out of the way and a good chunk of the listening audience totally alienated, let's have <laughs> Kylie jump right into the synopsis for this week's first episode session 17 mushroom samba 17 session 18 session it's named 17. session 17 mushroom samba miss kylie please take it away and then append your very fun facts to the end fun okay um, after the bebop crash lands, Ed and Ayn's search for food turns up some very expensive mushrooms with psychedelic side effects. Um, this one in particular, um, it, of course, we had the, um, you know, the classic rock references. This one, though, is my v- true favorite, uh, Led Zeppelin. There was quite a few, though, actually, in this episode. Um, I think first and foremost, the most obvious was when we met the frog, um, yeah, and uh, basically, you know, the the stair the stairs that he's on gets longer and longer and longer, and that's the reference to Stairway of Heaven, one mm-hmm. of probably Led Zeppelin's most famous songs, really. Um, and it's being guarded. But so, yes, but some of the other fun ones, um, the restaurant um, that is featured in this episode is called Moby Dick. Um, that could be an homage to you know the classic um, literature Moby Dick. Um, but it also could be Moby Dick, the song um, by Led Zeppelin. Um, and then also the mushroom dealer. His name was Domino. So this one's a little bit of a stretch. But if you like Led Zeppelin, you like Jimmy Page and you like Robert Plant, right? So Domino is actually a 1999 Jimmy Page song. Yes. Huh. Um, so that one was a lot of fun. Um, 
But then, of course, I do have to mention coffee. Coffee <laughs> is obviously coffee, Pam Greer, coffee, right? Right. Cop. Yeah. Which is, yeah, okay. Yes. Coffin, and we, and coffee, that, that yeah. point will come up, but yes. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, that one was definitely pretty obvious. Then, of course, you got your uh, your Shaft references. Um, Shaft. Exactly. So, uh, so the, for for that reason, it was a lot of fun. There was, um, I think, uh, the first, the first sign. I didn't really know what the movie was, um, so I had to look it up. But the sign in the beginning of the first episode here, the seventeen, um, is an homage to uh, Paris, Texas. It's an old okay movie as well. Um, so this one was just chock full of super fun Easter eggs and references. Um, and you know, when it comes to Led Zeppelin, my favorite, like I just couldn't get any happier. So I it's like that. I'm only asking this because we just spoke with Meg, who's from Wisconsin. And Wisconsin. You've talked about having family on the East Coast. Do you also maybe have family up Minnesota way? Or no, no, I actually Oh, we lost Kylie's mic. I can sing a cheer while we wait. Okay. Anywho, um, so no, I actually do get made fun of a lot for the way that I say things. Um, I don't know where it comes from. I've born and raised in Colorado, and I do have family on the east, but I say man and ham and yes. a lot of things really weird. <laughs> well, so, and just to clarify, I am not making fun of you. I have my The maternal side of my family is all Minnesotan. And Minnesota. when you get, ex- when you got the way you said just chock full i was like that is the most wholesome excited midwestern sounding <laughs> i've ever heard kylie sound so um i do actually i gotta say i have an old neighbor friend that uh i spent a lot of time with we're really good friends still now and she's from minnesota so i wonder if maybe oh oh still here i wonder if maybe i do get a little bit from her um so <laughs> phil in the chat points out that ricky's threat to sing is probably what made kylie's mic uh, work it's a cheer <laughs> it's not singing i i think you said sing a cheer didn't you oh okay <laughs> but cheering Ricky is D. the cheering is the idea of what i was going for gotcha ricky d from best flicks with ricky d is very fair um arguer or <laughs> argumentation i don't know what the word is thank you kylie for indulging me i didn't mean to put you on the spot oh, i totally good. totally agree with you and I think that's part of what makes this episode so amazing. Uh, Ricky D and I have been talking about this episode since last week when we finished watching it. Joanna didn't watch it, and Ricky D and I still couldn't help talk about it last week because it was like, dude, but next week we get to talk about Mushroom Samba, and it's going to be so good. So It was good. That, yeah, to your Pam Greer point, I last week had asked Ricky, who did this character remind you of this badass bounty hunter gal in this episode who does she remind you of from other movies and my first thought was uh i had flashbacks to foxy brown or uh yes foxy brown it is foxy brown that's still pam greer but right um, and i was like yes and i was like why am i thinking foxy oh and then you said pam greer and i was like it all makes sense thank you so much I can't remember the See. first name of the characters, but the last name is Coffin, and that's why she's called Coffee um, as the character. Yep. I went straight to Foxy Cleopatra from Austin Powers. Well, Foxy who Cleopatra is, is, is based yes, on, and then, and then I, also yes, yes. that show Drawn Together, that character Had, um, yeah. is Foxy Brown. <laughs> Foxy Love. Yeah. 
Foxy Love. Yes. Yeah, so. And for the crazy Adult Swim people, you had Boxy Brown from Adult Swim, <laughs> from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Uh-uh, brother. So, so <laughs> Pam Greer, though, is, yeah, totally huge. It was unmistakable reference, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And just to throw another one in there, because I feel like we're on a roll. Weren't they talking about Pam Greer at the table in Reservoir Dogs for a minute? Oh, I'm sure. I, I guess I oh, haven't seen that in a while, yes. but it would I have not seen that yep. in a while. Uh, Thank like you, at Ricky the beginning D. of the movie when they're all kind of yeah. getting together. and So another Tarantino movie. Yes. I don't tip. Time I don't is tip. a flat circle. <laughs> we know, Josh. No, I know. I, I know. I get it. It's a reference. Okay. Oh, the... So <laughs> now that we're I ready. Tip. I tip pretty freaking hard, by the way. Just, just like, you know, if you deliver Anybody, pizza to my house, yeah. you get a good tip. Anybody who's <laughs> ever worked service industry or retail is generally a good tipper, unless you earn a bad tip. Am I right, Josh? Yeah, but even then, like... Okay. Oh, I never give no tip, but I will give <laughs> yeah. a bad tip if you earn it. Okay. Um, now that we are about to talk about Cowboy Bebop, thank Tips you, Live Chat, for putting thing, up with us. Way. Oh, yes. Uh, European f- fans, I think they know what tipping is, even if they don't. They do, but yes. Yeah. Um, so the first question I wrote down, um, let's ask Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D first, because I feel this might be an emotional turning point. Um, Hungry Ein, a little bit funny Hungry or only Ein. sad? <laughs> I'm so I can agree that it's a little bit funny. Okay. I th- I was worried that it was going to be like, he's going to dismiss this episode so fast. And nah. then Okay, good. I'm so glad. Uh, I and do. Kylie, that was great. There was like yeah. the final <laughs> shot of the episode where Ayn was just standing in front of his food bowl uh, full of mushrooms and probably funnier. Yeah. I Funny is relative at every moment of this episode, correct? Yes. Can we all agree at the start of this discussion that this is the funniest episode of Bebop up to this point by a mile? No argument. That's yes. Good. Yeah. Totally funny. Absolutely. Oh, look at that, you. Kylie. Kylie D says we also <laughs> tip, just not as extreme. She spelled it with five X's. No, she didn't. I'm just well, kidding. Like ten percent. <laughs> but our I staff think... gets more money. You're right. They do. I think overseas th- they have to pay everybody a pretty decent wage. They don't have that. On, like you exactly. get paid two dollars against your tips kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So. This immediately after, I mean, basically after we get Hungry Ein, we get Bell Peppers and Beef, a nice throwback to the very start of the series, which I just, it made me feel like I've been watching this show with you guys for like a year, but I know it's really only been like a month. Like, isn't that, it's been like a month and a half, two months. That's, yeah. Yeah. that's crazy to me. But I do love that we get an actual hit and run in space and then- yeah. One of the characters just says, "I believe that's called a hit and run." <laughs> like, <laughs> cool. Didn't didn't come up with a new term for that. <laughs> Did yeah, anybody uh, else? I, Go ahead, Josh. The the first thing in my notes is I finally figured out what that ship reminds me of. The the like big, the the big ship. Is that is that the bebop? The big ship is the bebop, right? The main ship. Yeah. Yeah, the main ship. Okay, cool. So the bebop, whenever it's the frontal view like that, it reminds me. Of the ships from Super Mario Brothers Three. Oh, the airships! Yeah, the floating airships. Hundred percent. Yep. I finally figured it out this episode. It was like, oh, man, I don't know. For seventeen episodes sessions, I've been like, "What the hell does that remind me of?" I am 
on the last castle of World Six, the Ice World, where it's like three castles in a row, and then you fit you play the last castle. Oh yeah, and it's just like man, I was playing that probably right up to the last forty minutes before the show, and I got repeatedly crushed, and I had to repeatedly continue, but it was just. I'd, Dude, I'm gonna yeah. go play that game now after this after this show. Yeah, <laughs> start it over. It's intense, and to your point, it, the nostalgia for the for this show is so strong. I think because it has things that are reminiscent of other things, and it has the DNA of things that we saw after it, like the beginnings of those things. Right? There were so many right. things that were influenced by Bebop. That's just like this wonderful, like Kylie said, it is chalk full of references to everything and it's yeah i this whole episode is my face hurt at the end of this episode from laughing and smiling i just i really really love this episode Um, even from the very beginning and to your point about ian getting food or not or ian sorry um i i was a little sad at first but then when he got that last little morsel after ed had that ridiculous scream i love the 90s screams where it's as high pitch as it can possibly be (laughs) like the like home alone when dude gets the spider on his face and it's like the highest pitch scream ever those things just i was already dying at that scene and then yeah gets the little piece of food and i'm like good good for him he deserves that food he's a good dog the goodest dog the goodest of boys um is anybody else a little bit panicked that apparently one of the policies they have is just let Ed wander into strange deserts alone? <laughs> yeah. What? I well, have... I mean, Ed just kind of wandered on the ship, didn't she? Like, she did. She was but... just kind of there. I okay. Here's a question. Well, it does seem that Faye is the one that sent her to do. It's a, yeah, uh, sent her to do that. Yeah. It uh, that and that's a very good point because the question I was going to ask was. Even if you're not a parent or, you know, have nephews or nieces or something, if there is a minor around, is there not some part of you that just feels a little bit responsible for that minor? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're the only adult in a place where there is also one other person and that person is a child, like... Just kind of de facto, there's some responsibility on you to not be like, "Hey, yeah, wander into the desert and catch a criminal." Like, <laughs> is I'm a minor? Ed, a no, minor? Ed. Yes. Ed, sorry, Ed. Ed bad. is absolutely. I was a reading minor. the comics. She's Ed thirteen. Is, yeah, like totally a child. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll, okay. I'm gonna agree with Josh. I didn't have a set age for Ed. I could have gone with oh. fourteen. I could have gone with twenty-four. Like. Both and like, to be honest, options. even when I yeah. was 13, 14, 15, I was running around the streets of Loveland by myself. So, like, it <laughs> but there is, doesn't really, you know, like, there's, it's, there's almost no chance that you suffer heat stroke and die from exposure in, a, in the streets no. of Loveland. But I, I, I it was mostly I'm, a, uh, a just to streets, make the point of, like, <laughs> I was mostly just making the point that none of them were, like, paying attention and Faye's yeah. first instinct to Ricky's point was to be like, yeah, why don't you take care of this? Like I would have somebody else yeah. do anything at all times, but uh, <laughs> Phil, oh yes, the rough streets of Loveland to call it. <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> I'm glad Phil said it. I the was streets. thinking it too. God. 
Uh, Callie says... It's like so Loveland's most wanted over here. The streets! From the streets of Loveland! Actually, you know what? If you think about it, there probably was a moment where Josh was Loveland's most wanted. Oh, dude, we got pulled over four times now in that two I think days. <laughs> there were a couple no of times... Small town. There were a couple times that I were, was not with you, and you came to wherever I was, and I was like, why are you late? And you were like, I got pulled over again! And I was like, yeah, dude. are you serious? Like, it was it awful. Was, it was kind of, I mean, at, at a certain point, it was a little bit funny. But only but in like, retrospect. There's that Chevy Lumina again. Right. Pull him over. There's something there. Just do it. doesn't matter. It was, it was I don't know, bad. Callie. I did. But it's, I mean. <laughs> uh, it, I don't know. If you're Moving driving, right if you're doing a lot of drunk driving over two days. He wasn't. He wasn't even. I have been in the car with a lot of drunk drivers, but none of them was ever Josh, from my personal experience. I'm not saying he didn't drive drunk. I'm saying I was never in the car with him while he was driving drunk. No. Because I don't want to speak for Josh. No one is, because I don't (laughs) drive drunk. I would assume that. things you can do. I do not condone any sort of drinking and driving. Oh, I thought you were going to say drinking. Although I am, although I am drinking a little whiskey tonight, because I do like some whiskey, and every time I watch Cowboy Bebop, I feel like I gotta indulge a little bit. Cowboy Bebop has that effect where yes, we lost Kylie's microphone again. I'm very sorry. I don't mean to be a frustrating. Here Francis. we come, a trucking in. Don't you wonder where we've been? Even the microphones like shut up, Kylie. There, no, I don't understand this. The microphone wouldn't do that. Go ahead, Kylie. What did we miss? What did you say? Oh, I, I don't know. Probably nothing important. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Much appreciated. So I think that as long as we can, we can all just accept that this episode gets really, let's just say, weird halfway through, right? <laughs> like the whole setup here is that they're looking for a guy who is dealing illegal psychedelic mushrooms. So. Right away, you're thinking, okay, there's going to be some great visuals in this episode. This has to be a fun episode. Um, My personal recollection of this episode was basically nil. And so I will admit that I thought for probably the first 30 or 40 seconds of Spike's little moment there that it just wasn't affecting him. I was like, oh, Spike's too cool even for drugs. It's not affecting him. And then, of course... We smash cut, and it is totally, totally affecting him. Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Which of the repeated hilarious smash cuts in this episode would you say was your favorite? Um, I think just going to all the different characters while, after they had consumed the drugs. Also, I want to point out that Ed, uh, no matter what age she is, is a scientist. Yes. Because she found out... Oh, totes. Uh, she saw Ein. He got high from the mushrooms. So she goes, "Okay, is this something that only happens to dogs?" And then she mm-hmm. starts basically drugging everybody else on the ship and observing their <laughs> patterns, which is exactly Science what a scientist would yep. do. Mm-hmm. I loved, I loved Ein though, as he's you know feeling feeling all good. He's just like poof, 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 yeah. poof, poof. <laughs> tripping. So cute. Why <laughs> like? For whatever reason, I could only hear that uh, Dr. Dre song every time they hiccuped. I would just hear that da 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 da. It's the you know like just <laughs> that's what I would hear in my Snoop head. Dogg. 
it'd be the yeah the hiccup and then da 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 <laughs> for whatever reason <laughs> yeah that's yeah so <clears throat> i think that we can all agree that watching ed microdose people from the shadows was deeply satisfying uh <laughs> I, what do i call that the uh uh oh my god i have it in my notes uh the testing of the mushrooms <laughs> like Let's see what happens to all it these sounds guys. Sounds like a ballet name. Right. The you, testing of the mushrooms. When you'd expect like a government funded uh, title plate before that, right? Like study number X11975322 dash B. <laughs> yeah. Taking notes. Subject footage, you know, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I th- uh, as I was watching it and laughing and like trying to stifle my laughter because it was 11 p.m., um, I was thinking. This isn't actually bad advice to give your kid, right? At a certain age, your kid is going to start going to parties. They're going to start being around people that are doing drugs. So instead of just telling your kid, hey, don't do drugs, because that's just going to make them want to do drugs, whatever you tell them not to do, they will try to do, right? So you just tell them, hey, watch what happens to other people first, and then decide if that's how you want to act. <laughs> like, now. Fair. Yeah. It's a good call. It, a may, good call. Not, it may not be enough because. I also remember being, you know, 19. But, Kylie, do you remember being 19 last year? Mushrooms. How was that? I hated magic mushrooms. Being 19 last year. <laughs> I do remember being 19. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. I lived in an apartment. And it was very, very, very hot. <laughs> oh, man. So, speaking of hot, this takes place in the just most oppressive, well-animated desert heat. And this these shots that we get in town, right? This guy, Kylie, this guy, he's carrying around a coffin. Not only is that incredibly just viciously badass, it's also ridiculously over the top and anime tropey, right? And sure. they immediately just wipe that trope off the board. But they do give it to us for long enough to be satisfied by it, I felt like. But... I, to you, did that just feel like every other anime you've ever seen? <laughs> like, um, I, I'm not really sure if maybe that's what like really like. But there was a point, um, around that time where I was like, oh my gosh, this is super anime, and it's when um, the Shaft guy, he says Shaft. His, he says his name is Shaft, right? Or like his last name is Shaft. Shaft. Um. <laughs> But, like, he says something, and, like, so something ridiculous happens in front of him, and he's just, like, he points, and he just, like, has that crazy face. I oh. thought that was quite anime tropey. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that's when the train was going by, wasn't it? When the train had maybe, just destroyed maybe. the coffin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Where, yes, exactly. So I was, like, okay, anime right here all day. And that character was, like, in any other anime, that character is a five, six episode arc, right? Because he's got deep-seated hate, and he's been chasing this guy forever, and he's getting right. sick of carrying this coffin around, and he's got just There's like a drug involvement. Yeah, he's a he's an ultra gangster. Like it was just, I'm yeah, I, I love that character, and I love that they immediately cool. are like, okay, this is over the top. Let's get rid of that. Okay, here's the rest of the story. <laughs> like it was yeah, yeah and then she destroys the coffin. Yeah. And it, well, it, it, it is funny because it is it, another anime trope where like a, so, you know, a character will come up and be like, "Oh, like 
you killed my father, like, <laughs> you know, things like that. And then all of a sudden it just, like, shoots him down and they're gone and they're, like, only there in 30 seconds. Like, why is this character even part of anything? <laughs> um, so, happens all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and the, so, back on, back to the, oh, sorry, Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Go yeah, ahead. This ep- <laughs> uh, this episode kind of brought up an interesting th- thought in my mind. There are a lot of TV shows that have, like, drug-induced episodes. Uh, I can think of, uh, I'm sure everybody in our chat is going to remember the Buffy episode, Beer is Bad. Uh, and, I, was gonna, I was thinking that one. Yeah. Uh, and that's where uh, Buffy, basically, she's uh, in college at this point, and she does a lot of drinking, and it kind of skews the entire episode. It's kind of a, like, anti, anti, uh, anti-alcohol PSA, but it's also like a drug-induced episode of the movie. Uh, I also thought uh, there's a episode of 30 Rock and Community where there's like a gas leak in the air vents, and it <laughs> uh, gets everybody uh, basically seeing this different uh, different reality. And it's they're just these really fun episodes that don't really fit in the timeline, but they're also really cool and interesting. Can you guys think of any other shows that have stuff like that? Oh, that's a good one. Um, oh, man, I mean, like, mm. I mean, not, not on the spot. I, yeah. I got to think about that, but no, there, I mean, it definitely. Um, there's, there's some in How I Met Your Mother. Ooh. Episodes. Um, oh, and I was thinking, I just don't you love? I can't remember what the actress name is. It's, it's, it's Willow and Buffy, but she's in How I Met Your Allison Mother. Allison Hannigan. Lily, Allison yeah, she's Hannigan, so cute. Yeah. Um, I know there anywho. was. I think there was one in that '70s show, right, where they all got. Like a little too yeah. drunk, and then red well, it's out. They, they they always ate, get really stoned. Yeah, they they ate, well, yeah. they ate mushrooms though. or they ate, ate <laughs> like space cakes or whatever. Um, yeah, I, um, but no, yeah. yeah. I mean, all the best shows has <laughs> I mean, some sort of psychedelic episode. The, I, I, I'm thinking like Family Guy and things like that. That one, have stuff, thank but, you, Kylie. That one where yeah. they're stuck in the house and there's a storm outside, and Brian the dog has some psychedelic mushrooms. He yeah. goes. He goes. Hey Stewie, I'm gonna eat these, um, but I need you to like hang out with me, you know, in case anything goes wrong. And then when he goes to do it, Brian goes, "Here we go." And Stewie goes, "Yeah, that's what my friends always say when they do it. They go, here we go.' <laughs> yeah, <like>, yeah. <laughs> person pretending to be cool in a way that sort of scares them, but feels fun and dangerous, right? Like, yes. Um, uh, I no, like totally. that. I like that we didn't even get to that point a temptation for Ed here. Ed wasn't like, oh, okay, then I'm going to eat him, you know, or I definitely have to learn now. I want to see what it's like. She just oh, went, God. okay, then I'll I'll just wait until they're all better. And <laughs> I remember being 13, though, and that was when, you know, just maybe because my neighborhood or maybe it's just normal at this age, that's when you start, you know, having friends or their older sisters, older brothers start doing things like that. And I remember when I was 13 being like, Mm-mm, I'm too young. I'm just a baby. I got to get out of this situation, you know? So maybe that's what Ed was doing. I was, I was always the observer. I was just like, like Jesse was saying earlier, I would watch my friends and be like, yeah, go ahead, eat those. Let's see what happens. I'll watch. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then decide for myself if I really wanted to eat them. I would I like to did. say, <laughs> I would like to say hello, welcome, Thank you, congratulations, and get ready to have this comment shared to Valerie in the chat, who <laughs> was the 
winner of our hashtag TMA PodCon 21 t-shirt by virtue of sharing and one of our hashtag box. TMA PodCon 21 t-shirts and be sticker so box many stickers in that by box sharing one of our comments. It's going to be huge. She's been she's been very supportive of us the entire time that we've been making shows, and it's not just this show. It's Marvel Canon Madness. It's Best Flicks. It's TMA. It really is all of the shows. Um, So the comment was mushrooms taste like sunflower seeds. I know that from my past. Quick question then to that point, Val. The psychedelic effects that are animated in this episode seem very, very, uh, I would assume, based in reality because it's the kind of thing that you hear in like Pink Floyd song, right? Or every time you see it animated in another show where somebody's on drugs, it looks like this. But this is much more subtle and unnerving. So like there's a scene where they're looking up at the corner of the room. I think Faye is looking up at the corner of the bathroom and the seams of the room are just sort of shifting a little bit. Like the whole walls aren't crawling or anything. It's just the edges are sort of moving back and forth from where they should be. And that camera holds itself there for a long time. So I'm wondering, is that, is that a realistic thing that is like they probably they really nailed that? Because I'll be honest, it felt like they went, okay, who in here has done mushrooms? Draw a picture and we're going to animate it. That's what it feels like they did. <laughs> sure. Well, I can speak on it. I, I have eaten magic mushrooms a couple times in my younger days um i can't they're, hey they're decriminalized now in they're colorado, totally so legal fun. in colorado <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway it is very similar to, to that for sure um especially if you get the, the the visual one the walls kind of like do that it's not as extreme as later in the episode like when spike is just slowly stepping on I love the stairs that <laughs> and it just well and he's just <laughs> like, stepping on the one stair yeah it just and just staring down like i feel like in w- one of my trips i have done that before just like walking in the same spot for an hour looking at the same same well, spot i think that but, like the space is something that does kind of it either like shifts or it expands i the, think that's something that's pretty normal with psychedelic psilocybin i think yeah. that was my favorite smash cut because the the mood and the energy and the music and the atmospherics are so heavy when Spike is you're in Spike's POV looking at this just miles long staircase that has no end and you're like oh man and the smash cut is him lifting each foot like half an inch and putting it back down and Ed dude is we just died like staring yeah. at him like what is happening I was like <laughs> I I literally paused it because I was like I'm gonna miss the next fifteen minutes if I'm not like. Oh my gosh, I just, I actually have tears in my eyes now thinking about and trying to stifle the laughter of remembering that shot. Like, Yeah, it's, I don't know, that that was great. That whole, like, Ed looking at everybody, watching everybody, like oh, Ed and man. I wa- walking around the ship, just like, what's, what's going on over here? And then seeing Jet talking to his bonsai trees. <laughs> yeah, that's so simple. That is... The the answer to all things in the universe. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is brilliant. Like it's as brilliant. an afterthought, who am I? Like he gets to the end of it and he's like, "Wait, who am I?" <laughs> like, wait, who am I? Right. <laughs> it's so awesome. Good. Oh my gosh, so 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 well done. Um, Thal- thank you, Valerie. Thalerie, as we say here. 
um, for letting us know it's fairly realistic. The things do move. We appreciate that. I this yeah, like we've said at the start, this is this is the funniest episode up to this point, and I think for me the most impressive part about it is that it is so funny. And to Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D's earlier point about how a lot of times the drugs episode doesn't really feel like it fits. It was just there because there was some sort of obligation to do it based on the audience or the target audience. And somehow in Cowboy Bebop, it just fits because yeah. these are these are all adults. They're perfectly capable of taking care of themselves, making their own decisions, surviving all kinds of stuff. They've all had, you know, um, alien food poisoning and live to tell the tale. They didn't even need really to explain the last half of that story. So, I mean, it's it's a perfect setting to put this without it feeling out of place. And that's actually a really good point, Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. So thank you for making it. I didn't even write that down. That is entirely organic to you. You're the man. Since you are the man, do you feel like there's anything we've skipped over up to this point in the episode that you'd like to talk about? Uh, No, I'm excited to get to the mushroom chase scene. (laughs) Mushroom chase scene. 100%. Josh and Kylie, do you feel like I've blown past anything you'd like to talk about? Um... I, I feel like we didn't talk about how Faye kind of got what she deserved in this episode. Like, first she ate... She ate the rations. The rations yeah. and then tried to blame it on Jet and then just pooed her brains out. Yeah, and just <laughs> barfed. But then yeah. she got se- a second bit of karma and went and ate the mushrooms. Like, like she didn't learn the first time not to eat what's not Yeah, it, it was something <laughs> that you don't know about, haven't looked into. Yeah. <laughs> How did that even happen? <laughs> I don't know. I guess, you know, if you're that hungry, though, too, I mean, you never know what, like, you never know what you do, honestly. People right. eat people. I mean, well, <laughs> like, they were going to eat Hein. <laughs> that's more intense than what I was going to say. Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it up I to was, Kylie to yeah. take it to the limits. <laughs> Jeez. I was going to say it's in limits. character for her because she's selfish sometimes, but people do also eat people, Kylie. Dang. People do eat people. Well, uh, I mean, in moments of desperation, usually. I mean, I guess there are some craze out there. But like, you know, the Everest story or whatever, you never know. Alive. If you're in that sort of situation, oh my goodness gracious. This These is, people are already dead. This is oh, 90% no. of why we have a group chat for TMA Podcast, just so we can check up on Josh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We just need to make sure at all times that he is okay. Um, he's not very meaty, so he's, you're, he's probably you're right. I'm he just would be. My notes. <laughs> yeah, to a cannibal and only to a cannibal, Josh would be useless. Like, a hundred percent. Nobody wants this. Yeah, that's. But only There's nothing in that... there. Like they just slurp yeah. my veins like noodles, and that's about it. Ooh, they, gross. <laughs> they're just gonna be. They're just gonna be hungry again in an hour. <laughs> so right. <laughs> I uh, I didn't I didn't get to talk about. Um, how the music at the very beginning of this, the very much mushroom samba, mm-hmm. very much reminded me of Mushroom Hill Zone from Sonic and Knuckles on the Sega Genesis. It was like super reminiscent to to that music, so it was very on point. I um, have to agree with you a hundred percent, and it. Definitely sets the mood, right? This episode, I felt like, had the highest immersion for me so far. Like, 
I put my headphones on and turned off the lights. And then I was at the end of this episode, I was like, what just happened to me? <laughs> like, I feel like I was yeah. just on drugs. It, it's well, a very, it, very well done thing. And then realizing after they sent Ed and Ayn off to go get food, realizing that it's an Ed and Ayn centric episode, I got even more excited. Yeah. Because those are obviously two of my favorite characters. So getting that that episode where it's those two and, and a story about them is the best. Oh, nice. Is that Faye? <laughs> it is. I don't have the Ed or the Ayn, but that is Faye. Um, oh, I like it. Yeah. Um, and my last note before we get on is, did it, it, do you guys watch this with captions on? Of course. Okay. How dare you. Did you notice the song? Uh, the the there's a yeah the there was a weird the song. The only thing that they show in the captions from the song is "I left my head over the chicken bone." <laughs> Those are the only lyrics you get to read from that song. Everything else is pretty. It's a bizarre hard song. to hear. Well, but that's the one thing that you get to hear is "I left my head over the chicken bone." So, I have two things. Uh, the first thing is, I feel like in this environment of mishmashed cultures and you know eastern infused jazz and western infused anime the like mistranslations and phrasing approximations are almost just fine like it's almost like that could be intentional because it would be right a you know uh, uh an almost hundred year evolution of what we've got now like it, do you it think that was fits. not intentional? Do you I don't. Think that I, was a, a translation mishap. Because that's, that's my dang. point. <laughs> that's my point is I have no idea because it's like there are there's some weird phrasings in the lyrics of the music to this series, um, where you kind of wonder about it. But I don't know. I mean, it's to your point. I I definitely definitely felt that that effect was there of like immersion from that and then immediately was kind of like every t- every time we watch an episode honestly <laughs> since we talked about it at the start like they really did write the music with the animation like mm-hmm. the yeah. the two things can literally not be separated from each other which is just beautiful uh the second thing that i have because i'm still in a little bit of a mood from the bedwed behead podcast that i did with oh, no. ricky d from best flicks with ricky d where we talked about the mummy from 1999 uh, oh is is this character I'm sorry did one of you catch the the lady bounty hunter's name her actual coffee it's coffee right yeah yeah coffee yeah hottest character overall up to now coffee yeah I'll let Ricky answer that I one I mean I I I mean not hotter than Faye I don't think yeah Faye's always think? got the stockings and the short skirt and there's also the, um, the yeah, pretty hair. The uh, oh jeez, sassiness. Big shouts. Boobs. Big. Oh. Big. 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 Oh, the big shouts. Oh, the the bounty lady. hunter lady with the yeah. How do you keep that shirt on? Shirt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was so okay, Ricky. Okay. I thought you were trying to come up with a creative way to say big chest. Oh no! What's the show <laughs> and called? And I was like, "This is so smooth." It's called. No, it's Big, Big Shots. Shots. You're right. Big Shots. Big Shots for that. Oh, oh, oh that's Thank right. You. And ours is Big Shot. Yeah. Big Shots. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> awesome. You're getting that confused. <laughs> totally. No. Yeah. Okay, I was going so for Big Shots, not uh, anything else big. 
Um, one of you, one of you with an internet connection, can you go to the Cowboy Bebop wiki and look up the name of that lady from Big Shots? Because uh, yes, I think I might put this poll up, to like three, so it'd be Faye, Lady from uh-huh. Big Shots, and Coffee. Are there any other entries you guys think we should allow? Should I mean, we you, should you, we throw a guy in there? <laughs> yeah. Well, Spike would win. Um, but I right. like. What about Julia? You think I mean, so, uh, dude? I think Spike's nemesis is a, a little bit hotter. Oh, Philip, um, Philip says Judy. What about Rent? What's his name? What's his What's his name? Vicious. Vicious. Yeah. See, uh, Spike Spike is way prettier than Vicious. I like. Yeah, but but Vicious will. Dude, he'll do things to you that you'd never even dream of. (laughs) (laughs) Who's to say Spike is not capable? Spike's pretty vanilla. Look at him. He looks vanilla AF. Super missionary all the way. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. Sorry. Sorry. Wow. The level of agreement that they just reached on that in like one and a half seconds was deeply impressive. And good Lord, has Kylie turned red, my friends. Josh just leaned all the way off camera. I don't think he's as embarrassed as she is, though. Um, wow, I don't remember what we were talking about. Oh, what about Rint with the tight pants? Maybe we could put him in the poll. Oh, uh, Rint. Phil oh, and he also has boobs. No, no, that's Gren. Oh, that's Gren. Gren yeah. Yeah. Okay, Gren's also pretty attractive as well. Wrong, strange cluster of consonant sounds, Kylie. Come on. All right. <laughs> so, so we get to this crazy... Very cool train chase, right? This podcast Thank you, Rona. is truly an education, according to Ms. Rona D in the live chat. Thank you, Ms. Rona D. <laughs> Speaking of D's, Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D, let's have you introduce us to this very cool train chase, right? It's definitely got Firefly vibes to it, oh, yeah. which makes it close to my heart. It's got heavy Western elements. Go ahead, my friend. Talk to us. What did you love so much about this train chase? Well, it starts off when... Ed and Ayn are chasing, is it Domino? They're chasing him yes. away from the hit and run ship where he's just growing tons and tons of mushrooms. And we also get to hear a little tidbit where uh, Domino, he's picking his mushrooms and he goes, this one's no good. And he throws it into a bag. And that makes that kind of leads to a question for the end of the episode. But mm. from there, Ed and Ayn <laughs> chase Domino off of his ship there's a train coming by. Uh, what's the guy carrying the casket named? Ooh. Shaft. I, I don't think I wrote. Oh, I think that one is Shaft. Shaft, okay. Uh, and Shaft. so Domino and Ed and Ayn are coming, uh, are running right into Shaft, and there's a train coming through, and Domino just barely gets onto the train where Shaft and Ed and Ayn have to take chase, and... Also, the Pam Greer shows up at this point, and we're all running after the train. We're all climbing on the train. We're having kickboxing fights on the top of the train. Uh, that's where it took I us. I have to ask. Yeah. and I that's... will. and uh, Ed are tag teaming. She's like, oh, go, Ayn. And he all pops up, and he's like, woof, 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 you know? Well, and they it's had to cute. catch up with that just wickedly adorable scooter, right? Yep. But Dude. I-, I have to ask. Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D and Josh. What did you guys think about the animation in this chase? Did you, do you feel like the quality was lowered with the sense of speed and motion and the stretching out of everything? Or do you feel like it was just a well-communicated thing? Because I know that usually in anime, when we get 
quick motion or uh, like a long distance shot, we usually lose detail. So did that mess with your immersion or were you guys just fully on board and ready <laughs> on board, get it and ready to go? <laughs> now this uh this episode was perfect from like beginning to end for me. Like pretty much my favorite episode of the series so far. And so those little tiny tropes didn't bother me as much because everything else was so good. The comedy was good. The I mean the story was good. The the mushrooms looked good. We were the, also you know we were in a kind of place where we were looking for comedy at this point and the fact that Ed and Ayn are on this scooter chasing him. Yeah, there's some weird motion. It doesn't look, at, but it's so much fun. Right. Yeah. I can't wait to see it live action. And I, I think for me, that was my, that was the moment where I was like, okay, I can probably relax. Like, yes, oh. she's 13. Yes, it's just her and this corgi, but like, everything's going to be okay. They're playing it for laughs. The music is upbeat and happy. Everything is fine. Because <laughs> I, like I said earlier, my concern level was up because I was like, this is a desert and it's full of criminals. So I just, <laughs> Ricky D. Yeah, uh, I actually wrote earlier in my notes than this point uh, when Ayn and Ed were just kind of starting to go off on this adventure. Nothing bad is possibly going to happen to these two characters. These right. characters are too, like, precious and almost kind of the children of the show that we're definitely not going to nobody's going to get kidnapped nobody's going to be tortured yeah, there were no stakes and i don't mean that yeah, it's a bad I, thing but i felt it was pretty obvious that they were just going to be okay right and for me the thing that indicated that wasn't that it was them it was that the tone and the 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 actual plot wasn't revolving around them like, there was a whole other thing going on with a bunch of other characters. It's like they were spectators for most of right. it. They like would just you, sit there yeah, exactly. and laugh. Like, they were exactly. laughing while the other characters were having their uh, actual yeah. plot points. It, and it was, like, slow and steady and not messed in the heady wins the race all day on this planet, right? Because everybody is, like, just totally tripping. And you can just be 13 years old and have an advantage over everyone in the immediate area as long as you're not also tripping. So, <laughs> and yeah, to Roni, uh, to Roni's point, to Rona's point, Ed <laughs> is very self-sufficient. Callie is wondering if Ricky D has more pens because he did break a pen live on stream last week. Josh and Kylie, you guys missed that. Um, Ricky D has made the jump to digital. He takes notes um, digitally now. Like what? Mm -hmm. Like some kind of soulless automaton. Um, wow, Kylie's Kylie's the last one to to lose her soul then, because because she still takes paper notes. Oh. I don't oh. know how she reads them, but she takes them. <laughs> Was yeah, that a no, dig on her really... handwriting? Uh, Absolutely. Did you not see that post? Because like, <laughs> it's bad. I, I I like to tell people it's because I'm so smart. My like hand my hands can't keep up with my brain. Wow. So it's just scribbles. I'm having several emotional reactions all at the same time. <laughs> um, so I I remember this scene in this after we get the... Can we call it a crash? Did the train really crash? Like, it kind of just stopped. It stopped before it hit the cow. But, like, the effect of a crash happened where everyone was thrown from the train and... Uh, that was I, just the potential energy shifting... I understand how trains work, Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. It's called D. inertia. I 
good God, you people. So um, <laughs> Kylie has doctor's writing is all is what Callie says in the chat. That's very sweet of you. And that's what I've been telling everybody. That's actually. Thanks, Callie. Well, and to that, to that point. Uh, I believe that's what doctors will say when you ask them why you can't read their prescriptions. They go, look, man, I'm saving lives. I need time to write down what you need to live. Saving lives. So, which is, you know, that's a fair argument. I get it. Call, text me if you need to if you need to have it deciphered, you know. But I have never seen a uh, seen somebody eat a frozen treat as angrily as this guy is eating his snow cone in this scene. <laughs> like, what is his problem? It is just a snow cone. <laughs> it did, did nothing to you like what is his problem it did everything to him what could even it have done to you? is your brother allergic to something in the snow cone and that's how he died snow cones killed my brother and i've been carrying this coffin <laughs> for the maker of he that had snow an cone extre- an extreme yeah. brain freeze I, <laughs> that's better than what i had thank you um so i i said i love that Ed runs like a uh, blanking. I, I edited my own note. Ed a runs like wavable, inflatable, <laughs> arm wheeling tube man. No, I said like a blanking ghost child, and <laughs> drives like some kind of possessed toy. So it's like, of course, the guy that she's chasing is going to be terrified. She, she, like he looks back, and there's pretty clearly a haunted child like <laughs> running after him <laughs> like you said and then once she's on the scooter she's like ha ah, like driving with just reckless abandon and no focus whatsoever and it's the, the most yeah it's the most beautiful just psychedelic truly yeah. trippy thing like this the the execution of putting us in the character's shoes in this episode is nearly unparalleled in most things I have ever seen. Any show, live action or anime, personally. Um I think you guys, if you don't have any other notes from this episode, and if you do, we'll cover them right now. But if you as soon as we are done with that, we should have Kylie give our second synopsis for the evening. Ricky D Just from the... Best Flicks with Ricky D. Oh, which, it's okay. Ricky D was very patient and put his finger up like this, and I saw it in the corner of my screen, so I was like, oh, That's oh, how we do things first. here, Josh. <laughs> He's not wrong. This is how we do things now, Ricky. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Team Ricky. Uh, I just had one more small little, uh, I guess, animation that I really enjoyed. Uh, it's when Shaft got kicked off of the back of the train, and you're like, oh, he's just going to fall under the train tracks and tumble away. But he landed on, I forgot her name again. Coffee. 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 I need to write these down. Even I remember her Pam name. Pam Greer. But he landed on Coffee's car, and that reminded me so much of the Mad Max Fury Road movie that came yes. out recently, where uh, really? Max gets like shot off of the back of the train, but he lands on... Um, one of the cars that's following behind to that's just part of the convoy. So that was a really cool shot. I believe right after that, um, the Tom Hardy Max says, (laughs) if I'm not mistaken, (laughs) maybe you're off on that. Correct. Pretty sure that's correct. Pretty sure that's the line. That's it. I love that movie. And actually this is happening. There will be, 
a bonus episode of Sudden But Inevitable where we watch Mad Max Fury Road. That's a mandate, 100%. Look for that at some time in the probably not near future. Let's call it the semi-near future. Josh and Kylie, I believe one of you two had some notes for this episode, correct? Um, I had two things. So those three guys that surround Snowcone Annihilator um, are basically the watchers of Cowboy Bebop, correct? Like they're in every episode somewhere. The guy with the Nebraska hat. I don't know that they're else. in every episode. I think that they may live on Mars because I think we've only seen them when we are on Mars. Okay. I'm not 100% okay. on that, but that is a very good question. Mm-hmm. Okay. And my they, last... Yeah. Uh, they are around a lot. My last note, and you might kill me for this, Jesse, but I don't even care right now. Um, the uh, the scenes where everyone's waking up from their trips reminded me so much of my 22nd birthday when the Broncos <laughs> beat the Steelers. And Jesse, I oh, came upstairs found it. to Jesse on my couch. That's me on the like left. This, this is Jesse <laughs> right here. I walked upstairs in the morning, and he's just... Passed out like that. I don't know how anyone has ever slept like that. Uh, because they have blankets. I think <laughs> it's I think it's pretty obvious if you look at this photo. Again, that's me on the left. And I'm kneeled on my face. Yes. yes. This is Disney, good old Disney. He's so, He's been on the show. Yeah. So if you look at this photo, I think it's pretty clear what happened, right? Disney got there first. And when I when <laughs> yeah. I say when I say got there, I mean he nearly died in that spot. <laughs> Right there. And at some point, I went, okay, I have to go to sleep, and there are no available surfaces to sleep on. I'm not sleeping on this floor. That's for damn I can't. I can't cuddle with Diz. I can't sit. Okay, if I sit up on the couch, at some point, one of us is going to fall over, and we're going to end up in each other's arms, right? (laughs) But if I lay my face on the couch in the opposite direction, that's plenty of comfort for the top like 42% of my body <laughs> and the rest of me is numb enough to not notice that I'm just kneeling on a hardwood floor for what probably really only amounted to like four hours of sleep if you think about it. it. Yeah. I like, mean like I woke you up pretty early because I just couldn't stop laughing. I took this picture and, and it's then... just like <laughs> dude. And it's but. and again I feel like looking at the picture you can just tell <laughs> Like this was a thing of necessity, and I think it actually worked out pretty well. Like, uh, yeah, I, I mean, you did great. You did yeah. great. I need to it's know: <laughs> is that a puke bucket next to Disney? <laughs> no, uh, no that's it looks a like a dog. I was gonna say it looks like a dog water bowl. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or maybe it's Disney's water bowl. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> Rona, <laughs> no, <laughs> Rona, when you're in a when you're in that situation, the logical thinking is the only kind of thinking you can do. If this, I think I would have fetal position. If real this, tiny. then this. If this, then that. If that, well, and the, then bad. The so. funny thing is, Jesse doesn't really drink anyway, so that's why this was even it's more true. funny, because Jesse wasn't wasted by any means. He was probably the most sober person <laughs> at my birthday party that night. And it's that's true. why I had to take a picture, because I was like, wait, I didn't know you got wasted yeah, last night. Yeah, did this happen? <laughs> and you were like, I didn't. I had like two beers. <laughs> well, and to be fair... Like, oh. There would be no way for Josh to know because by the time I even got there, it had been Josh's birthday all day. So it's not it's not Josh really doesn't his doesn't remember fault. anything. Yeah. Like I could have told him, you know, I could have told him, yeah, I got here at 2 p.m. And he would have been like, seriously? 
Like it's not it's not your fault at all. Yeah, I, I had my own mushroom samba that night. <laughs> not really. It was it was more of a kegger samba, but. <laughs> Well, I don't remember the layout of that house except for that room. So is that Broadway? No, that no? was. Oof. Oh, way before that. Okay, all right. Uh, oh, enough. it looks like yeah, a long time before that. Looks like our friend Callie D in the chat possesses the same superpower that I do, where she is able to fall asleep anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's so real. Yeah. <laughs> I um, I fell asleep on the couch the other. Uh, I think two days ago. Well. Teletubbies was on TV, um, not be- <laughs> not because it's Jesse's favorite show. No, yeah, like I wouldn't fall asleep because it was boring. It was I was tired and my daughter was napping on my chest and I fell asleep. But let me tell you, waking up to Teletubbies a little bit of a horrifying experience. So I'm glad that when I woke up from Josh's floor that day, Teletubbies was not on the television. I was All just right. thinking of that cat, that Teletubbies cat thing, <laughs> where, the, where the guys putting Teletubby masks over the cat's faces. Oh yes, no, that is a good video. TikTok for the win. Yeah, yeah. I d- anywho, let's go on to episode eighteen. I've got huh? one more thing about uh, the mushroom samba episode. So yes. we think we're getting these drug mushrooms that are worth a hundred thousand dollars a piece or whatever it was, but they turn out to be just shiitake mushrooms. So, do we think that Domino was growing hallucinogenic mushrooms and shiitake mushrooms in the same place in his ship, and we just got oh, yeah. a normal bag? Oh, I think that, yeah, when he was picking, remember, he, he was like, he's yeah. like, oh, this is not a good one. I think that those were just like regular shiitake edible mushrooms, mm-hmm. and he just threw them all in a bucket. One man's trash. Yep. Okay, I so... just wanted to, that was the conclusion of the move, or the episode, I wanted to touch on it. <laughs> no, no. Certainly, certainly a valid thing to do. Do you wonderful people have any other notes from the first episode before we move to our second synopsis? No, sir. Well, then, if you don't mind, at Miss My Armcast, Kylie, please take it away. All right. Session 18, Speak Like a Child. Um, when a mysterious package arrives, Faye disappears on a gambling binge, and Spike and Jet embark on a frustrating search for ancient technology. Um, which is super fun. Um, my fun fact, my uh, yeah, my fun fact is um, just speak like a child as per usual. The name of the um, episode is Herbie Hancock, um, jazz musician, nineteen sixties, early nineteen seventies yeah. era. Um, Herbie Hancock. Herbie Let Hancock. Me, <laughs> I'd so. like to say hello to our new friend, podcast father, in the live chat. Thank you for joining us, podcast father. Happy to have you here for Sudden But Inevitable. Kylie, please go ahead. Um, I, I, You know, that was actually kind of it for the fun facts, but I guess I do want to bring up that it was nostalgic and fun to go back to the days of VHS and yeah. uh, beta, beta cassettes Max. and, yeah, Betamax. And, yeah. Um, that was a lot of fun. I think that they had mentioned in there that they had, you know, when they had found that the um, beta cassette tape thing whatever they said that it had everything um from 2022 and forward or whatever yeah um so that was kind of fun because that's you know in the realm of where we are now right yeah um we are lagging behind we have we've got to start building the space gate like tomorrow because it's supposed to blow up like next year so yeah what's going on right right, right. elon musk donald trump let's go let's get it happening 
We need we need yeah, what real that, space. The Amazon kids. guy, Bezos. <laughs> Bezos. I don't. Is it pronounced Bezos? <laughs> I always thought it was Bezos. That's how I pronounce it. Bezos. Or I mean, Bezos. from here on out, it's Bezos. <laughs> I don't know. Is it Bacchus or Bacchus? No, it's Josh Bezos. Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> well, and to your point, Kylie, I feel like that's kind of the most relatable part of this episode, right? We're talking about the heavy immersion in the last episode due to the mood and the music and everything. But I feel like the relatable, immersive part of this episode is that they picked Betamax, which is already, I mean, yes, I'm sure the joke is that Betamax is already ancient, right? Right. It's already ancient in 1998. But to put put a dead technology that's only that recently dead for us now just gives this sense of real tangibility to this universe, right? Because it's like, dude, I, I, I've had trouble finding a VCR to play my VHS tapes in the current day. So I could totally see where We've they would one. have, yeah. I could totally see where they'd have issues trying to find a beta deck in 70 years, right? Oh and God, yeah. It just, and the but the guy, to that point, the guy that they go meet who knows all about Betamax and VHS, I feel like he's properly impressed with the technology. Yeah. Because when he's talking about it, it's stuff that you kind of don't think about as a kid. Because like when I was a kid, that's when I was watching VHS tapes, right? So it's like totally. I didn't really well, think about. Well, that was probably like 1999 too. That exactly. I was watching VHS tapes. So you're not <laughs> thinking, oh, this is electromagnetic signals committed to tape that then gets read by this machine. You know, you're just thinking, yes, it's the movie cartridge, and you put it in, and it goes. So I feel like that guy was properly impressed, and it kind of gave me a little bit more respect for VHS and Betamax. And I'll be honest, I hadn't remembered most of this episode, so I definitely thought we were getting like a The Ring type uh, videotape in the mail. That's absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. My when my mom, um, she just recently got married, bless her heart. Um, and she sold her our you know childhood house or whatever, and that was definitely sad. But she ended up giving me all the videotapes that she had found, and I remember looking at a bunch. You know, you got your Little Mermaid and all your you know in the actual uh, what are those? You know, they're like the plastic, the jewel cases. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So like you the, got some fun yeah. stuff there, but it came with a lot of blank tapes, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting here like. I have so many to watch through, and you know, it just could be anything. Careful, <laughs> I will not, very I'm not careful. joining you on those. Yeah. Um, last time I went through my mother's blank tapes, I oh, okay. wanted to gouge my eyes. No, we don't want to. I, yeah. Anywho, um, but no, <laughs> it, it is. It's it's over. It's, <laughs> You're good. <laughs> it's fun to come across those things for sure. It's a, uh, you know, even CDs, anything like that is it's. Oh, man, I still have – so my car has a CD player, and I have a big old booklet of CDs underneath my seat. Just like in 2004, I still have all those CDs. Yep. It's wonderful. My I have a great time with it. The Lovely. only CDs I have are nice PCs. <laughs> <laughs> my – my lovely wife, Mrs. Sutton, also has a big book of CDs from 2004, Josh, and she uses it. Um, she's got mixes for situations, right? So she had mixes from back in the day. So We do. Yeah. Um, so party people, mix. Yeah, exactly. Before people were making the you know workout playlist or whatever, she had like the mall the playlist. Workout. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, a lot of 90s music in, in, in my life. Um, I so had a lot fun. of yearly things, so it was like- Year mix 2K5. 
Yeah, like, two, 2005. You got your silver scene. Written in Sharpie. Dude, it was totally on Sharpie, blank disc, nothing nothing there. Well, Just and you're like, trying to fit all 20 songs on the space of a CD. Oh, the, I never did that. You know, that the was, little mirror uh, CD or did you guys? I just had to remember. Did you guys ever <laughs> rig up your personal CD players so you could pop it open while the CD was spinning? And you could yes, do, like, spin art across some of those. it? <laughs> I still have some of those with, like, all the different Sharpies, and it's like a big tie-dye thing uh-huh. on the CD. Yeah, dude, you, all you had to do was put that, that little piece of paper yep. in that little clip. Keep it open. That I just remember awesome. trying to jog or work out on my treadmill Ski with up. my little Ski Walkman, up. and I'd be like, oh, running a little bit too hard, I yep. guess. <laughs> I love that they had, I, I remember the first CD player I had, it was like the, the front of it was like superior skip protection, and then uh, ESP. You'd, you'd like be walking and turn left and it would skip, and you're like, how did this well, used to be? Because this is awful. <laughs> The superior skip protection button was a button that you'd press down so it would like hold, like it would press down on your CD so it wouldn't yeah. skip. It was a physical That's That's switch. what that button did was it was yeah. pushing down on the actual disc so that it didn't skip. And yeah. I just think that's so funny. A, mid, I, and a mid-player God, lever. <laughs> even from mixed CDs, I'm sure there are people in the chat that will remember recording songs off the radio onto a cassette tape oh, oh yeah. totally lincoln I, park all I day i found a couple of those at my dad's house recently in my old bedroom man Ooh, if P-O-D. i could find a cassette player i would love to see oh, what man 12 year old me was getting into <laughs> i'm you glad know, and i have a lot of old cassettes too we should get a cassette player that'd be fun yeah i'm glad that we have the soundtrack to cowboy bebop because no offense josh but you and i had very different tastes in music growing up um, oh yeah, <laughs> but I do I do love that these characters have no idea even what a videotape is, right? They he's just pulling the tape out of the <laughs> Spike. He's just like, what is uh, this? Then Spike uh, puts dude. his foot through the Betamax machine. <laughs> but like watching him pull the tape out was like making me go mad, having a little like, bit of a inside. Moment. I was I was it's screaming because yeah. like man. That that would just when when a VCR would eat my tape or something, and I pull it out, and it's just oh. holding onto the tape, dude. I just I got such anxiety Gosh, when I started well, ripping that tape out. And I remember um, <laughs> even before they came out with the rewindy things, you had to like physically rewind the tape yep. back or whatever. Oh my gosh! And then my best friend growing up, her parents like for Christmas had got her one of those automatic rewindy was it a race car rewinder you like put it in there yeah and it was like it was like a separate machine yeah it was like the coolest most awesome like you could rewind a movie in five minutes instead of ten and your video would pop up like toast at the end it would go and it would be it would be like at an angle so you could just pull it out and put it right back in i guess and watch it i don't I, i bet people watched movies back to back less frequently when they were on tape quick question you guys because i'm just in a digressive mood do you remember the back of the vhs tapes had all those little uh cut out hole shapes on it right yeah, yeah. along yeah. the bottom edge there was one that looked like like a like a church building or like a building with like a clock tower on it to me and i always remember as a kid thinking that that was like uh an approximation of a movie studio somewhere that they were like had built that oh. into the <laughs> to the thing 
Um, but I think in retrospect, it probably had something to do with the pins and moving parts in the machine that reads the tape. <laughs> you said when retro. Re- remember your special editions would come in brightly colored plastic? Oh. <laughs> and all of the Nickelodeon movies were bright yep. orange. Orange, orange. Yeah. All, uh, re- Rugrats, Reptar, all that. Harriet the yeah. Spy. Oh, goodness. Ooh, you guys, that, that was Josh's first crush. Have we? Harriet the Spry, Michelle Trachtenberg. I, I just saw Michelle Trachtenberg on Instagram again and started following her. Well, she's cutie. <laughs> I mean, she was a child. They got to come up with a better term cute. than following. I was a child. We're like the same age. Have you guys? Do you guys feel <laughs> like, oh, the nostalgia. Do you think we missed an opportunity to have been talking about the 90s this whole time? Because this show came out <laughs> in the 90s. Should we have been talking Dude, more about the 90s? Seriously. Well, and my first crush, just just because it's also on VHS tape, I'm just going to throw it out there. Um, Spanky from Little Rascals was my oh, okay. first crush. And, of okay. course, it was on VHS. Like, duh. That's awesome. I see that. Kylie actually so wore out fun. her Little Rascals C- uh, VHS, <laughs> rewinding it so many times. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, re- I really like the leader type, like Spanky. So, so. <laughs> so Kylie probably agrees with our character here who's an expert on ancient video technology who says 20th century tv is the best thing that there is nothing that came out after that is good which basically cuts off right after cowboy bebop right anything that came out after the show you're currently watching is crap is what they're saying (laughs) crap um, I like to refer to that guy as strung out Ash Ketchum because <laughs> look at that dude. The first thing he said was he was like, what is that old Ash Ketchum? And I was like, huh, okay, he would be he's not wrong. right at home in that therapy group from Venture Brothers with the Johnny Quest character. <laughs> like, <laughs> Joel, yes. Poor, the, yes. Johnny the, Quest, he's so... What is his name, Haji? Is what that was, who we're talking about? No, no, no. Johnny, the character was actually Johnny Quest, but I don't remember what they named him in the, in Adventure Brothers, but his sidekick okay, okay. was Haji in the It old was movie. just okay. Johnny. They just called jo- him Johnny. I think they did just call I him see. Johnny, yeah. Okay. And uh, Action Johnny, thank no. you, Phil. Action Johnny, Phil, there we Phil go. Thank you, Phil. Phil is like a well of knowledge. <laughs> Phil they find is... him stuck in a submarine over for like 10 years. Just <laughs> Yeah. Phil is the epitome of like pop culture instantaneous retrieval and i i appreciate it that appreciate it deeply um the i do really love how when once she figures out what they're trying to do ed just takes over again this is two episodes in a row where ed goes i can do this so she grabs her uh trusty shipping history lookup and goes and finds out where this tape has been and you know where it came from this that and the other thing and then she sings this very fun song Beta, where are you? And it's just <laughs> classic Ed. And I this this scene, I, I really like this setting, actually, this whole setting. You know, the the abandoned city, and they're going back and looking through all this junk and stuff. It was just like very, very uh, classic sci-fi. You know, you can fit that in any sci-fi story that you want. But they start walking around in this building that's partially submerged, probably due to global warming, and... They're just walking around for like 15 minutes and my immediate thought was, okay, you need to be looking out for animals or like, you know, bacteria or like bad things. Like, I don't like to be thigh deep in water anywhere. Like, there's nowhere that that's the right amount of water to be in. You should either be in way less water than that 
or you should be fully submerged because you're swimming by choice. That is an uncomfortable place for the water to stop. What do you guys think? It, stagnant water is no good. I can yeah. agree with that, like, phobia of stagnant water. Yeah. It 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 kind of squicked me. I was like, eh. <laughs> like, Wait, Josh is about to say something about Star Wars. No? No. Oh, I thought he, you were going for I was going to talk about how being <sighs> in a tiny space with water is very claustrophobic and also gives me anxiety. I thought you were going for the trash compactor scene in Star Wars. I saw it so happening that's... in your mind that's actually the one instance of that where i didn't feel claustrophobic and i think it was because it's like they're not going to kill these three characters 15 minutes into this movie (laughs) like it's okay and you know but in this animated show i definitely got that feeling i was like i don't like this and i'm uncomfortable i yeah i I don't there was a lot of claustrophobic scenes in this episode i feel like I couldn't, I couldn't, it's not that it prevented me from enjoying it, right? It it was, I guess it's just another layer of that deep immersion that we were talking about from the last episode where it's like, everything here is very effectively done. And I just, I don't know. And we do get another instance of the Bebop being both a space-fearing vehicle and a amphibious water vehicle, which, very cool, and kind of relevant did you guys watch any of those videos that the pentagon was like here are the videos that we can't explain right it's it's Mm -hmm. ufos by because they're unidentified yep so one of those videos the one that is making like a huge buzz in particular is is a craft that seems to be flying around really quickly and then goes underwater and completely disappears from all instruments And the reason that that's a big deal is because we have nothing that can do that that we know of. But I thought how cool that, you know, in 70-ish years, the fishing boats will be also spaceships. Like, (laughs) what a fun thing. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of liked seeing that fishing scene in this episode. Good reminder that we're on a fishing ship. And we've had a few of those. Yeah. Because they did it on, on, I think that was Ganymede. I guess that's true. When they were doing that, and Ed was fishing, and she caught that weird alien fish, and Faye was sunbathing, of course. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, those leeches, though, I just was like... So to that point, I was immediately more worried about the leeches than I ever was about the lobster in the Toys in the Attic episode. But I think it was because I was already uncomfortable with the stagnant water, like Ricky was saying, like... I don't like that. And then they were just like casually pulling them off and throwing them out. I was like, eh, I, I can't, I can't dig it. It was, it was squeaky. Maybe I'm a huge Squ- wuss. Squeaky. I'll take that back. I'm a huge wuss and I, I think we all know that. I don't like, I don't like sea creatures in general though. I feel like they're all just <laughs> sea insects. It's... Okay. That's kind of a blanket statement, Josh. He's up. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> man. Sorry. <laughs> well, just I don't want to offend anybody that's in the live chat that might have a great affinity for sea creatures, or that is a sea creature. Right? Yeah. If we did, well, if, if you're listening and you're a mermaid, I apologize. The thoughts and opinions expressed on this show are held solely by those speaking them. <laughs> Kylie's like, "What did uh, I just miss?" I don't like. It's not that I don't like all sea creatures. There's a lot of good sea creatures out there, but like, but like the the gross ones, you know the. The shrimps, anything and with the, no and bones, the lobsters, yeah. and the and the weird things. Those for, I don't know, man. For me, it's the invertebrates. It's the octop- octopuses and the squids. I can't can't dig yeah. it. Yeah, 
But and the starfish are they're all delicious. Weird. Well, there is that. Um, I <laughs> feel in the chat, merman, pop, merman. <laughs> I love you, Phil. Thank you for being here with us. That disclaimer, though, says Callie D. <laughs> I really love that disclaimer. It's one of my favorite parts of the show, actually. Which is It's um, on the end of all of our episodes. Of well, it's actually at the network. start of Best Flicks, and I really like it because it gets me into the Is mood it at the start? To okay. listen to Best right. Flicks. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um You know how I love to hear my voice on other people's shows, Josh. That's <laughs> that's consistently true with me. Your voice in general. Yeah. yeah. But I mean if if you can have it recorded, that's always a benefit because then I get to hear it again. Right. Jesse's yeah. all over the network. It's, he's he's like a dog. He's peed on every one of our shows. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also loved by everyone in the family. Like like exactly. a dog. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like a dog. <laughs> so, like a dog. <laughs> so my notes thin out here because I was so creeped out and I got really immersed. This this story of 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 Faye, right? We keep getting these little pieces. Of Faye. Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Yeah. 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 J- Josh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are maybe. we are we are we yeah, yeah about so, maybe softening on Faye? Is Faye okay? Maybe Faye, Faye's okay. Well so in in my notes, here's here's how my notes go. I'm gonna read them word for word. Oh goodness. Because sometimes my notes are kinda weird. Creepy video, period. Kind of like The Ring, but damn it. Ended up being a pretty sad video. Poor Faye. What a heavy ending. Misty for sure. Not full on tears, but man. What it would feel like to know you had a pretty okay life. I want more. Seriously, though. <laughs> I mean, I think I think just knowing that like, like, like she, it looks like she had a normal something going on, high school life. Dude. Yeah. I, I mean, I think even today, like even just being in my 30s, and if I were to get to find some long lost cell phone that I've held on to for so long that had a video that was like, hey, dude, this is 15 year old you giving you a message for 15 years from now. You know, it, it'd be. I, it'd be a very interesting thing to see, you know, I don't depending on what it what kind of advice it was, you know, it, it'd either be. Man, shut up, you're an idiot. Or like Faye, I feel like, was kind of really taking it hard. You know, because... She was clearly a happy young lady. Yeah, her messages to herself were full of positivity. And like, being the best you can be. And Faye right now is like, oh my god, I gotta stop betting on horses. The hell is wrong with me? Like, And she... She called herself out, said, time for Faye's famous disappearing act. Yeah. Which is what Gren told her she would do as soon as she felt close to people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, you know, I I didn't expect myself to feel the emotions that I felt at that moment. I was like, oh, this is going to be funny. Spike and Jet are going to be like, holy shit, that's you. And then it ended up being like, oh, my God, that's, wow, you were so different. (laughs) <laughs> you were so full of life and you know like you know after being frozen in carbonite for <laughs> 70 years though I feel like Nerd. there's your Star Wars reference Ricky I feel <laughs> like uh, 
that would do that to you though especially seeing a memory of, of yourself from better times that you don't remember you know ugh ugh gut wrenching Ricky what did you have I like uh I think that Faye adult Faye she kind of acts like a trauma victim the way she's always trying anytime she gets close to somebody she's escaping them and she wears this like hardened outer shell and she doesn't really let anybody in and I was watching this as the child Faye was kind of cheering herself on and it I was sitting there going these two characters don't quite fit together but as we're talking about it through the uh, course of this podcast I'm going well all of Faye's traumas happened after she was frozen that's what made this hardened scared but also dominant personality and it's such a change from her just blindingly optimistic childhood self which is just like you got to do your best you got to get out there and do your best every day it's a brand new day and you are a brand new you so let's get out there and do this and it really made Faye's character much more tragic it's i agree 100 percent. and if you go back to my funny valentine it totally makes sense that that's the headspace she woke up in, right? Because she immediately just trusts people that are around her or is put in a situation where she doesn't have time to think about who to trust. So, yeah, and and I'm glad to hear you guys say that because I know that you had, it's not that you were, like, hating Faye, right? But I know that there was a part of you that was kind of not super uh, hot on Faye, shall we say. And then I'm sure there was a part of you that was super hot on Faye. Um but I I'm I think that that's a really good point, and it does show that she, I think we had mentioned it actually when we talked about that, that she did have a pretty, at least not bad life before, and she didn't have to struggle moment to moment and day to day. Um, maybe there was a little bit of money involved, and maybe when that tragedy occurred, her parents went, we're not going to make it, just save our kid, you know? So I just, yeah, it I, I'm I'm... I'm really glad that you guys got a little bit more of an emotional connection with Faye because it's easy with a character that's that looks like that <laughs> to ignore the attempt to build an emotional connection, right? Um, Callie D in the chat says, to be fair, Faye is a trauma victim, which is the same point that you made, Ricky. Waking up in the hands of strangers like the weight of a huge bill, no life, no memories, and then instantly having her trust broken like that everyone would be a bit wonky. That is an excellent, excellent breakdown, Callie D. And speaking of a little bit wonky, that's where my notes end. So I would like to toss it over to Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D to ask, do you have any other notes from this episode that you feel like we have to cover, my friend? I do not. What about Josh and Kylie up there in the right top corner of your screen? Um, I, you know, the, the music in this, again, I, 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 every episode I talk about the music, obviously, but, but this one was so much different because it mixed the old Western slide guitar, that poing, poing, like that, and I love that, that twangy sound that the slide makes, yeah. but they mixed that with what sounded like kind of an Irish-esque mixed with tribal beat. Like uh, music for the Fae folk? Correct. Uh. Correct. But it's 
it just the, the way they mix it together to to keep it a space western and keep it very yeah cowboy esque was yeah. brilliant. I I've never really heard anything like that, and I'm I'm a huge fan of Western Irish fay music, and I want more of that. So, like anyone out there that that has any recommendations for Western Irish fairy music, please <laughs> it hit me up. It's probably my best friend a <laughs> a wider, deeper genre than we are assuming. Our wonderful friend Sinisera has just joined the live chat. Lit a cigar with meat juice covered <laughs> embers. Says, made it. Our friend Sinisera has been barbecuing with a flamethrower for the rest of his family, and he set aside a little bit of time to come and say hello. Thank you so much for joining Yay. us, Sinisera. We're happy to have you here. We never found out. This is Callie D in the chat says, We never found out who sent Faye the message, did we? Because that seems very intentional. I don't believe we were given a definitive answer to that yet and i think that if you go back and listen to some of the places that jet mentions the tape having been there are Mm. probably some context clues hidden in there and i'm not saying this to be cheeky i'm saying this because i don't remember most of the rest of this series and i'm (laughs) very excited to get into it because if the two episodes that we just got through are any indicator as to the quality and immersion and fun that we're about to have, you guys, I am super stoked. So. Yeah. It seems like they're starting to build up for something great and epic, for sure. Well, and... You know me and my serial love. Right. The <laughs> The thing that I found, I think, possibly, and this will be my last note, and then we can move to our segments, but I think what I found most impressive about the second episode here is that Spike and Jet are essentially reduced to side characters in this episode, and it's still excellent. Like, Mm -hmm. they're kind of bumbling their way through most of what they do in this episode. Now, they're bumbling with style, right? Which is um, the other name that we considered for this podcast, but Sudden But Inevitable (laughs) just sounds better. So, um, (laughs) but for the episode to remain strong on the rest of its characters, despite that, and in concert with that, I think is just. It's just proof that this is one of the best TV shows ever created. So if you guys don't have any objections, um, other than the one that my friend Kylie is about to lodge, <laughs> then Kylie we'll, didn't get to we'll move throw. on as soon as she has covered the rest of her notes. I'm I'm apologetic, Kylie. There's people in the chat, there's people on the screen. You know that I never I hope you know that I never intentionally leave anybody out of any round of questioning, and if I ever do Please feel free to shame me in public. Go ahead. But of course, and you know that Kylie will always make sure that you know that you forgot. Um, <laughs> I just I just thought it was, um, I wanted to bring up that uh, yet again, Spike got in trouble for smoking, and I just kind of love that, oh. you know, every time. Well, and what a jerk, <laughs> too. He just puts it out on the VCR. Like, again, all the anxiety that Spike oh, yeah. gives me. From his treatment towards 1980s uh, and 90s and, electronics yeah. is is very uh, not fun for me. I could see why that would be a trigger for you for sure. Um, yeah. But no, that was the last thing. Is just of course you got your your get in trouble for cigarettes again. <laughs> That's great. And to your point, Kylie, I love you. And the last time that we did that, where I was like, oh my gosh. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to skip over you. You're like, no, no, it's totally okay. I was like, okay, go ahead. You went, I don't have any other notes. 
So <laughs> I was, did that I was, happen? Yeah, I yeah, was listening to our did. old episodes at work this week, and I was like, "Why did she do that to me?" Like, see, that it was because like it was because she wanted me to not forget the next time, and clearly it did not work. So I apologize. Right, um, right. That's again, though, sounds like something I would do. So uh, <laughs> totally, that makes me laugh. We had, <laughs> trust me, I laughed when it happened, and I had heard it three <laughs> times before already. So. Um, <laughs> This is really cool. We've never had this before. In the live chat, we have an actual inception of a t-shirt idea request from Callie D. She says, bumbling with style. Can we have that on a t-shirt, please? Maybe just that and their silhouette. Um, I will work on that, Callie D. That is not a bad <laughs> idea. It'll be the same shirt, but it will say bumbling with style instead of sudden but inevitable. That's not a bad call. I like, uh, it. I like that. So, Kylie... Josh, Ricky D, last chance. Any notes? No? Cool. So our first segment this week is going to be Shot of the Show. Shot of the Show, as you know, is where we share our favorite frames from this week's episodes, the images that hit us just a little bit harder than the rest this week. Um, let's go ahead and start with at Miss My Arm Cast Kylie. Do you have Shots of the Show this week? Um, I have one. Wonderful. Please go ahead and share. Um, gosh, I don't know. I thought that this is one of the funnest parts of the whole tripping experience um, with the mushrooms that we got in episode 17. Um, I can't say that this was my favorite of the um, episode, you know, uh, the, I want to say episodes, but I mean like tripping episodes, not the episodes, oh. episodes. Gotcha. Um. Between, you know, what happened with Spike and Jet and everybody, right. I don't want to say that phase was my favorite, but when this happened, I was just like, I just, I don't know. I thought it was so fun. <laughs> that it's was at, just too funny. It's at minute 14 and 20 seconds. And she's surrounded by fish. Well, and you could say she's submerged in... Um, in the trip. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> in the in the effects of the mushrooms. Um, you could say that she's... a fun one. Lost in the ocean of space, just looking for her school. Man, and see, I'm the exact opposite. Again, more anxiety because I feel like <laughs> look at all those fish. Those are that, huge. No, it's <laughs> just she's in, she's underwater. How is she breathing? Oh my god, I'd be How freaking is she out not right now. Panicking. I'd be yeah. freaking out. Just like ah, oh, I can't breathe underwater. Why am I here? What's a, what's happening? <laughs> I just thought that was a fun one though. Oh, it is a it. very good shot yeah. for sure. Josh, let's have you go next. Um, so my shot. Comes from the 19-minute mark. I actually fought Ricky over this shot. Um, I Because it's just the best. Look at Ayn. I, <laughs> I want this on a poster. In the, uh, this might she's, be my new background for the rest of She's not wearing any shoes. She just, I mean, I just, I wish I could channel Ed in my daily life. This is going to sound like a dig. I think Josh could actually pull off an Ed cosplay. Like because yes. you have definitely could. Because you have the right frame and mm. I feel like you could you could really match that energy given the right outfit. <laughs> could like, you, well could you see him in those purple spandex shorts? I mean, yeah, hello. Pretty easily. <laughs> And I would just have to carry a, a stuffed corgi in my backpack. Oh, right? hey, you well, know stuffed what? Corgo. Modify it and put one of your cats in there. 
Oh, that's true. That's that true. is true. I, I actually, I do have a friend. Uh, my brother's best friend has two corgis. Ah. Um, I wouldn't want to take a live corgi. No, no, no. <laughs> I'll take the true, live corgi. True. Can I have him? Josh does not have <laughs> a lot of confidence in his scootsmanship. I think is what he's no, trying to tell us. No. So scoots, um, scootsmanship. This, this shot though made me laugh the most. It was a very brief shot. It lasts maybe one point five seconds, and if you blink, you miss it. Mm-hmm. But it is wonderful. It's just Ed like having the most, f- living her best life with Ian on this scooter, chasing after the train, trying to get Domino, and it's it's wonderful. It's it. I just I laughed so much. Pure, unadulterated chaos and joy. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Yeah. For sure. And uh, for the second episode, Josh, did you have a pick there? Um, I do have one. I'm just uh, bringing it up really quick here. So this one comes from minute 1134, and it's right when they're coming out of the space gate. Yeah. I thought this was a really cool shot. It's so um, beautiful. It, yeah. it reminds me of one of my very favorite animes. And it's, it's an obscure one, but it's called, well, it's called Dot Hack. Um, there's different derivatives of it, but um, Dot Hack has like those really cool portals and things like that. And it's just, it's just so picturesque. Yeah. And this, this just, I don't know. It took me a couple different tries to get the right spot. Like oh. I wanted to see mm-hmm. the rings coming out with the giant ring there. But you got your purple um, vortex of right, beauty. The, the vortex is still very predominant with the ship coming out of it, and it's all bright with like a halo behind it. I don't know this this particular one second shot is my favorite of the ship coming out of the the gate, the portal. I so. dig that big time. Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Would you like to share your shots of the show with us? Of course. So let's see. This is from on Hulu. It was minute marker seven. Twenty-three. Uh, seven minutes. On Hulu, it's seven thirteen. Oh, my mistake. I don't know, on mine, it was at least. I don't know. Uh, but as far as the picture goes, this is where Ed and I come across the watermelon salesman, and he's just sitting there going one thousand wulong. <laughs> 1,000 Wulong you don't have, you don't get watermelon. Uh, and Ed starts, like, checking her pockets. You can see she's got one hand in her back pocket. She's, uh, like, just checking all over the place trying to find money. She even checks <laughs> inside of Ayn's mouth. And I was just like, oh, that's so funny. Yeah. It's like a, um, it's like an Alliance soldier checking under a plate for a stowaway on Firefly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe they're under here. <laughs> That's so funny. Maybe there's wulong. Maybe, maybe Ayn ate some some wulongs. Hey oh. guys, go ahead. My favorite anime, anime that I just mentioned, Dot Hack Sign, is totally one season. Oh really? Oh, Did you just look that up? Yep, I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> That's information that could potentially be pertinent to some of the people in this room. Really quickly, oh Ricky D, before you get to your <laughs> second shot. Our friend Rona in the live chat says, I have a red scooter, but no Corgi. And Callie says, that makes you 150% cooler than all of us. And the Corgi part can be changed. So keep that in mind. Mm. Now, if you wouldn't mind, Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D, share your second shot selection with us, my friend. 
All right, this one was right around 13 minutes and 37 seconds. Uh, but that this was the point where Jet and Spike are going into this weird department store mall thing that's just broken down, and it's where they're investing all of this... Uh, they're investing all of this, like, potential damage to themselves, and they're looking for this tape. It's just, I thought it was a fun, interesting part of the episode. It's kind of weird that they were going this far to find a Betamax player for Faye, but it's also where all of the danger really entered the episode. And that's why I feel like Spike was down. Like, he was like, eh, all right, if it's... (laughs) If if it might kill me, I'll do it, right? right? Like that makes sense. They didn't want to chase the hacker until the hacker had control of a laser that could shoot them out of the sky in an instant. And he was like, oh, sweet, let's go fight that guy. <laughs> I feel like it definitely fits. And he, this shot in particular, first of all, wow, excellent choice. It totally reminded me of the shot in The Matrix when... Neo is holding Trinity. He puts his arm around Trinity. He looks up at the yes! elevator cable, points the gun, and says, There is no spoon. That like, is exactly. Mm-hmm. And that movie came no out in 1999. Oh. And we know was heavily influenced and inspired by anime. Uh, from, the, I believe, the Wachowski, Wachowskis, Wachowskis, I believe they have blatantly said most of our influences were anime. Uh, I think in particular Ghost in the Shell was high up there. So um, very, very, very good choice. Does that mean that it's my turn now? Because I love it sure my does. turn. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy. Okay, so my <laughs> first selection for Shot of the Show this week is uh, five minutes and 16 seconds in Mushroom Samba. Now, this shot is not the bebop on the ocean, Anybody get the TNG reference? No? Okay. Uh, This shot is actually the bebop in the desert. (sighs) And the animated, uh, what are those called? Mirage waves are reflecting the sky in a way that makes it look like the bebop is actually simultaneously out on the water and in the middle of a desert. Which is just, first of all, beautiful. Second of all, fits so well. Philip says, Darmok, I love you. I'm going to replace this crew with you someday, Philip. I love you. <laughs> um, did you not hear me sigh? I knew exactly what you were talking about. I just wanted you to continue. I did hear you sigh, <laughs> and that's part of why I said that to Phil. So the <laughs> this shot has, it continues that double meaning that we talked about with the Bebop, right? It's a spaceship and it's a ship that can go on the water, and it's it's landed terrestrially here, which I guess you could argue is a third terrain it can handle, but it's that mix of terrains, right? You've got water, you've got land, you, you've also got sky here. So in this one shot, you can see all three places where the Bebop is capable of traveling, and it's just, and it appears also as that at the top of the mirage, right? So if you were a traveler wandering through this desert, this could be a sight for sore eyes. Love this shot. Moving on to my second selection from 12 something, right? Uh, 12 minutes and 47 seconds in the second episode. This is Spike and Jet parked in front of the destroyed building. So you'll see right in the center there, down at the bottom, their ships are super tiny, which means they are even smaller. And this building is enormous. 
they're huge. They're going into this whole abandoned like city block that is just crumbling, and nature is taking back over it. Got the scary, creepy, stagnant water in there, but I love this shot because it's a great sense of scale, and it's a great sense of how much, for lack of a better term, space there is in our space cowboy show, right? There's a ton of real estate, but not necessarily all of that real estate is densely populated. Yes, humans are everywhere in the galaxy, but they're not like Earth-level populated everywhere in the galaxy, right? Everybody's sparse. Life is still hard. I just, this shot is so cool. And I think actually the rest of this shot is one of those that just pans up slowly to show you the height of the building. Very cool establishing wide shot. So now that we've covered our favorite shots from this week, the next thing that we do is we share our picks for a little segment that we like to call Spiegel Spiel. This sounds a little louder than the other one. Sorry. It was kind of loud. I don't know if it was loud for you because it was loud for me. Was it loud for you? Spiegel Spiel, of course, is where we share our favorite lines of dialogue from this week's episodes of Cowboy Bebop, even if they were not uttered by Mr. Spike Spiegel himself. So let's go ahead and go in reverse order from the last segment, meaning Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Give us your picks, my friend. Yeah. My first pick, I, it was pretty much the very end of the Mushroom Samba episode, and uh, we had just... No, I don't think we were watching Big Shots. Uh, we At the end of Mushroom Samba... And Ed and Ayn were eating together, and Ayn looks, sorry, Ed looks at Ayn and goes, Ayn, you're a cow woof woof. Like, to imply that he was a cowboy, yes. because he had yeah. helped solve that caper. But he's a woof woof. Right. <laughs> so cute. That that was definitely a good one. Yeah. And for the Speak Like a Child episode, I loved it when... Faye is ducking out on Spike again, and she goes, a second package for that wench? Not a chance. You take it back. And he's trying to get the postal service <laughs> to take his package. Yeah, don't send things COD. That's very rude. That's like calling somebody so collect. Rude. If you, I was going to say calling yeah. somebody collect. Apparently, geez. If you were alive in the 90s, you know that these things are all real things. I think we were all alive in the 90s. Even <laughs> I was alive in the 90s, okay? Oh, I'm sorry. I was speaking to the listeners, Kylie. I have no idea when they were born. I also <laughs> I have a quote that I'm predicting is Jesse's favorite quote. From, I, oh, can I throw that this, out? From this episode or from the second episode? Second episode. Um, Hold on. Let me, let me go find my quote. It's at the very bottom of... Okay, go ahead. All right, I'm guessing Jesse's picking Faye's quote, which is, there's just too many people that want a piece of me. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good guess, Ricky D. Um, it's, it's the best guess that, that there is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> wow. So, I guess that means we'll just move directly to Kylie. Kylie, what were your picks for Spiegel Spiel this week? You know, I only had one, and it's only, it's, or I'm sorry, it's in session 17. Um, we actually did mention it, um, but it just really kind of stood out, stood out to me um, because it was just, it was a funny scene. 
Um, it was Led Zeppelin related. There was a hallucinated frog. Um, for all these reasons, I really liked when the frog is like, "This is a stairway to heaven." Don't you know that? Like, damn it! I you think took that mine. one really okay ha. because that one was it was really good. It was fun. <laughs> what? Yeah, he says, "Hey, Mister, this here is the stairway to heaven. You know that, don't you?" Yeah. <laughs> I named him Frog King. Frog, frog King. I can dig that. My, um. Kelly D in the chat says, now I have piece of me in my head. Thanks, Ricky D. And then she clarified the Britney Spears song, of course. <laughs> so, nice. in case anybody's Ricky wondering. D's favorite song. Yeah. I'm thinking the Ashley Simpson version. Um, that's funny. My, did, you have a, did you have a pick that Kylie didn't steal, Josh? <laughs> I did. Um, and it was, it's another nostalgic thing that Spike says. When he's opening the box... For the Betamax player, he says, there sure is a lot of packaging. Oh, my God. Words have never been truer <laughs> when it comes to 90s packaging. Do you guys remember getting Power Rangers Megazords and how much yep. freaking styrofoam was in that crap? Like, you had to un unwind every single little armband and, like, yeah. try and... A little twisty. Yeah. Every little... Weapon was behind a piece of plastic that you had to pull off that was inserted into another piece of plastic. Well, and it was like so well formed that if you had the means, you could almost make another figure by like pouring a (laughs) mold of it. Like, yeah, just pour some hot wax in that thing. Yeah, another Tommy from very excessive. Another Tommy. It's great. (laughs) Fry, but I I know those cookies are fresh, delicious, but they create an awful lot of trash. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I mean, I I really. I don't know. It just reminded me a lot of my childhood and all the cardboard and plastic and, Mm. you know, wraps that we always had to undo when we wanted to open our new toys. Yeah. I I just remember the excessive amounts of tape on things like that. Two-sided tape. Yeah. 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 So my only other pick... um, (laughs) Thanks, Vicky. (laughs) No, No that was actually... That was actually really cool, but my <laughs> my only other pick was from the first episode, and it was um, Ed saying "stinky gas." <laughs> yes, stinky gas. <laughs> and then coughing. Yeah, like it's even I, it, because it was. It's yeah. I'm a child, so that was my pick. Um, <laughs> I like. I love that. I, it I have that written all in caps in my notes yeah. too. Just stinky, stinky gas. gas. He pulled up on that Domino guy, and he pulls out these two like ray gun looking things. What's going? What's going to happen next? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I could see Ed shooting somebody, like not maliciously, right? Like she would be like, oh, I got the the gas gun <laughs> she mistook it for like a, a pistol or something right like i could see that but i don't feel mm-hmm. like i could see her actually shooting someone right. like uh and to uh, i was gonna say callie's point she said um when my adoptive cousin sends me a package he plasters it with duct tape i spend 20 minutes trying to get into the last one always feels very retro <laughs> Um, my grandma, it's a very special thing in our family. My grandma always wraps our, um, stocking stuffers. So they're usually small things, Mm -hmm. but I, it's just wrapped and wrapped and wrapped in masking tape. I'm like, grandma, who do you think is trying to get into these stocking (laughs) stuffers? Like, (laughs) 
Seriously. I mean, it, the, the right person's going to get into that yep. package. You know, you know that for sure. You have to, but you have to want it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah, she's like, she's like, let's see how much my family really cares. Um, <laughs> or, you know, maybe she's just, is a, has a fun personality because that sounds like something that would be fun to do to everybody in your family and then watch them all try to fix it at the same time. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, yeah, no, like I might, like you've been to our Christmases. We have to take out the knife or the scissors yeah. <laughs> to open up yeah. our stockings. The festivities come <laughs> to a screeching halt. <laughs> Speaking of screeching halts, I can't believe how well that worked. Um, oh yeah, I was so like, we, oh, that's good. <laughs> So we don't have any other segment bumpers. I would like to get another segment bumper, but it's okay that we don't have one because this season of Sudden But Inevitable is much more jazzy than the other seasons were. So that means that the next thing that we would normally do is give some big shouts for the bounty hunters, which are the people that have been loving and supporting and sharing and liking and listening all week for us across the network. Um, Usually I do let you guys go first here, but this week I'm actually going to go first. Um, I do not have a lot of shouts, which is, uh, a little bit new, right? You know, normally I have like a ton of them. Um, and yes, we are going to rate the episodes. I just, I, I wanted to have this, this moment before I forgot about it. Cause I didn't put either of these two things in my notes and you guys know how I am. So, um, the first thing that I want to do is say, uh, thank you to everybody, um, who helped Josh and I with TMA PodCon 21, we had a lot of fun and I'm going to let Josh talk about it more at length, but that's the kind of thing that as it was happening, I had the biggest, dumbest grin on my face the whole time. I was, I was really enjoying myself. Um, I was getting really excited and nervous for, you know, just to do a live show by myself. Cause I, I don't do that. I normally have this crew here to support me. Um, but as I was watching the first segment, I was like, oh, we should have a shirt for this event. So I started putting a shirt together. And then by the time my segment started, we had a shirt ready to go. And that's the shirt that's included in the TMA PodCon prize box. Just FYI. And you can still buy that shirt on the Twist, the Twist My Arm podcast shop. And it's very cool. It says TMA PodCon 21. It's got a little cloud on it and everything. Uh, but I would also like to say a deep, heartfelt, meaningful thank you to Meg and Carla from Bedwetter Behead. Ricky D and I, as we mentioned, guested with them this week, and we had just so much fun. Like, I I love those two women more than I can probably express clearly on a podcast. Um, but they, I mean, you remember them from season one. They saved us when Josh and Kylie's cat ate something he shouldn't have ate and they had to take him to the cat spittle. So we had no show that night and no way to do a show until we texted Meg and Carla from Bedwed Behead. They texted me back and said, how long do we have to get ready? You're lucky that we love you because we don't put on, put on makeup for just anyone. And, and then we got that great bonus episode. So just want to say thank you to them again. We talked about the movie, the mummy, and that was a lot of fun. Um, in that same vein, I have to say thank you to Ricky D from best flicks with Ricky D because going into that, Ricky D and I were chatting and I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure this will be like an hour, maybe an hour and a half. And then we had a typical SBI episode because I was there and Megan Carla <laughs> were there and you know how we are all with the digression. So I think we ended up going for what, like two hours and 20 minutes, two hours and 30 yeah. minutes, Ricky. It was probably midnight for Carla by the time we signed off because it was like 1045 here. And it, it I 
first of all, Ricky, I'm sorry I kept you up that late. Second of all, thank you so much for going with me to that because I had a ton of fun and I feel like if I can bring my crew or part of my crew with for those appearances, it just it really helps to communicate what makes our show so much fun. Because I think when I guest by myself, I have fun, but I don't know that it really communicates the dynamic of our show and what makes our show great. Because I think what makes our show great is the three of you in combination with me. I don't think any one of us could do this on their own, and I I would assume you guys agree. But that's going to do it for me for my shouts. So I'm going to turn it over to Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D for his shouts, and then we'll go to Josh, then we'll go to Kylie, and then we're going to rate this episode and we're going to get out of here. All right, well, I apologize for doubling down on what's already been said, but because I was on their podcast this week, I also wanted to thank Megan Carla, Bed, Wed, Behead. Uh, if anybody listening to my voice is a little less familiar with them, they take a show, we did The Mummy, and you take three characters and decide who you want to bed, who you want to wed, and who you want to behead. And it's a very simple, very effective format, and it's such fun to listen to. So I just wanted to give a little bit more explanation exactly what it is they're doing. And it's just a great concept. I love what they're doing. It, it, it is. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, you can always apply that to your favorite movies, your favorite shows, your your best friends, your, you know, that is really cool. And um, that's actually, I, I, ha- I haven't guessed, guessed it on anybody's shows, show yet. But if I'm going to, if and when... I want them. To, I want them to be my first. Yeah, we were thinking so. you and Josh need to have an episode. That way, we've had our whole show on their See, whole show. Mm. Okay, yeah. I guess that's true, and I think that would be fun. But I think it would be better for us to do it separate because we're talking about who we want to bed, wet, or behead. We shouldn't do it. Well, no, we shouldn't do it as a couple. <laughs> uh, you, sh- you should do it as a I'm couple. I'm cool. You think so? Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I I am not opposed. Whatever the like dynamic would be better. I say what I think we should do. Is it just me or did things just get real? Listen, guys, I think I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that advice. I'm gonna get out of here. You guys have a great night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to party at a different show, I'm not bringing Josh. Oh, well, my God. I, but if you lived yeah, with what Josh, what if I want to do my own thing? <laughs> wow. Okay. Hmm. Well, uh, quickly, somebody say something. <laughs> Megan Carla, hit up Kylie on Twitter oh, right. and uh, let her know when when she can come on and, and do a bedwet. We can talk apparently about I'm not boys. Allowed, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I was going to say, though, the mummy would be fun, though, because Brendan Fraser all day long. Yeah. Would yeah, you I, bedwet or behead him? Well, I, it, it depends on It depends on who, on who else like, is in. Okay, so exactly, exactly. So just, That's a whole nother. If 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 we could, I, I will give you thirty seconds here, Kylie. Okay. The trio was Brendan Fraser's character Rick, Rachel Weiss's character Evie, and Oded Fair's character Ardeth, the badass desert ninja pirate. Super sexy. Yeah. Very capable. Okay. All right. Mm. Okay. Okay. I think I got it. I think I got it. Okay. I would wed um super sexy guy. Right. Um oh, I'm sorry, no him. no. I would wed Evie. I would have sex with the super sexy <laughs> guy and then um I would I would behead Brandon Fraser. I would yeah. argue heavily. Yeah. No, Phil um, Phil agrees and Phil is again right, just like he always is. Mm-hmm. So um I Josh, would, do I you have any Brandon big Fraser. shouts for the bounty hunters this week? Um I I don't really. I gave, 
I've been oh, giving a right. ton of shouts on a lot of on a lot of different shows these last couple of weeks. Chash um, loves you all. I do. I so that's yeah. That's what I'm gonna get into. So first, thanks to Pixie next on stage one, um, Sean Cheap Seat Reviews and Aaron. It's a fandom thing pod for being on PodCon 21. Check out all of those videos on YouTube. There's a playlist for the PodCon, or if you just go to twistmodernpodcast.com, you can find all the different videos up there as well. Um, This last week, I had the Cobra Kai paintball team from Colorado on the Twist My Arm podcast, and we talked about some some pretty fun stuff. Um, It was great. It was Alex and Tyler. They're pretty funny dudes, and I learned a lot about what paintballing kind of entails a little bit more than just, you know, shooting paintballs, I guess. Um, But yeah, next week, um, we had to reschedule my guest for next week. So I'm actually uploading all of the PodCon episodes um, as podcasts, if you would like to listen to those. Um, It's it's a lot of editing and a lot of, you know, four different shows to go through. So they'll, they'll start getting uploaded probably Tuesday or Wednesday. And uh, and you can check those out, but yeah. Otherwise, if if you go listen to the Marvel Canon Madness podcast, or this week it was the DC Canon Madness podcast. Oh, um, or if you listen to the Quest Flicks episode, um, or even the PodCon. There's, man, I've had so many shoutouts over the last week. I I'm, I'm shouted out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wordplay! I knew that was yeah. coming. Very cool. Uh, Rona in the chat says, My granny used to tie all presents up with string and very tight knots and would not allow us to cheat with scissors because you save the string for next year's presents. Uh, My grandmother does that as well currently, but only for some of us and the others of us. She just doesn't rap because she's like, you don't respect the rapping. So, (laughs) Um, With that all said and out of the way, my friends, I think we should rate these two episodes of Cowboy Bebop and then we should let these fine, fine, wonderful people in our live chat get home and get back to their real lives. What do you say? Yes. Sounds good. All right. Let's start with Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. What are your ratings for this week's episodes, my friend? Mushroom Samba. I think it's time for me to break out the 10. I enjoyed the episode so much. I've been dancing around the 8.5 and the 9s and I just loved this episode so much. It was so much chaos wound up in this amazing, humorous package. I got to go 10. And for Speak Like speak like a Child, it was a good episode. Felt a little fillery. Uh, I really enjoyed the ending of the episode. I'm going to go 7.75. All right. The jerk. 7.75 <laughs> out of 10. Miss Kylie, what are your ratings for this week's episodes? So I want to say a 9.5 um, for uh, Mushroom Samba. I just I just feel hesitant about getting giving it a ten, um, but it, no, it was it, were, it was really good. You got um, all the highlights of all the characters' um, personalities and things like that. It was funny, it was exciting, so nine point five for sure. And then uh, for speak like a child, I'm thinking. I want to say a good solid eight. I want to agree like it wasn't quite as exciting, but like I think that this is like probably. 
one of the episodes that really does make me kind of tear up a little bit, like seeing Faye's reaction to just not even remembering any of this like good stuff that's happening. Um, I th- I don't know, just kind of like hit hit a little heartstring, you know. Um, so for that reason, a good solid eight for that one. Yeah, to see that she's a hundred percent justified in how defensive she is and the distances that she keeps people at is difficult to to because it's so true to life right it's it's you you can fully see where she's coming from and that's kind of what makes it hurt that's a that's a very very good point josh i need two ratings from you my friend (sighs) the pressure um well since kylie already ruined it i'm gonna i'm gonna keep my original rating i was gonna move it up to a 10 but the first one i'm gonna stick with what i wrote down and that's a 9.8 out of 10, I just feel like I'm going to have a, a more 10-worthy episode later on down the road. So I went with a 9.8 out of 10 for episode 17, session 17. And session 18, I went with an 8 out of 10. Same thing with that Kylie was saying. Um, it was uh, surprisingly emotional. Um, I think uh, as the episode was moving along, I was like, oh, all this work for a Betamax, yeah, six out of ten. But then once they actually watched the video, I was like, "Oh, okay, like, yeah, that oh, that bumps crap. up the rating a little bit because that was a very, very emotionally charged and brilliant scene for sure." I can dig it. Well, um, my rating for Mushroom Samba, based purely on my level of enjoyment compared with other episodes and just in the moment, um, mirth is also a ten. Um, I 100% agree with Ricky D. If you get that instinct to just love a thing unabashedly all the way, then that's the time to br- to bust out that 10. Because there's no way to really say, I'm saving my 10 for an objectively perfect episode, right? So <laughs> as long as you had the best blast that you've had so far, I think that's the time to break it out. So I agree with you, Ricky, 100%. I give the first episode, Mushroom Samba, a 10 out of 10, which means that the Sudden But Inevitable rewatch gives that episode a 9.825 out of 10. That is possibly (laughs) our highest rating so far. Now, for the second episode, um, I think I'm going to have to stick right around where you guys are at. You're sitting in the 8 range there, and I think I'm going to go with an 8 as well just because... The pacing is different, but there's enough humor in it, and there's enough um, tangible, identifiable emotion that it really affects you more than just an episode of TV would, right? It's not a throwaway episode. It's not a filler episode. It's it's a little bit of a bottle episode. They do have more than one location, but not much more than one location, and it is slower paced, but... I feel like it's 100% worth it for the emotional weight that we finally get to pair with Faye and we finally get, like we were saying, Kylie, earlier, that explanation for maybe why she built some of the walls that she built and, you know, why she is the way that she is. So um, that means... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, too, um, I know that we're watching these in pairs, um, but I just kind of felt like even though this was a more emotional episode, it did pair nicely with the previous, whereas it was still comical. It was a nice yeah. transition. It's a good palate um, cleanser too. Yeah, totally. So I think I think honestly just like the two 
the just watching session that we had of this episode of Sudden um, was kind of a good one. So, hundred percent agree. I yeah. had a blast actually to the totally. point that I watched the, both these episodes three times because Ricky D and I had them watched last week and ready to go. <laughs> But yeah, like, and I bet you guys were so excited, and then you couldn't talk about all of it. Right. Like that—that that must so have been tough. <laughs> this week, I was like, "Actually, I'm fine with that because I'm just going to watch these again, <laughs> and now, mm-hmm. I, now yeah. I don't have to take notes." So it was—it yeah. was actually really great. So cool. Yeah. So that means that the crew of Sudden But Inevitable gives this episode "Speak Like a Child" a seven point eight seven out of ten. Nice. So. I think that's. I think we're kind of out of stuff to do, my friends. I mean, not forever, but for this week, I think. For today. I think that's pretty much it. I mean, I will take this opportunity just to say one last big, warm, loving thank you to everybody that we've had in the live chat tonight. That's Rona D. That's Callie D. That's Sinisera. That's Phil. That's uh, Podcast Father. There's been so many wonderful oh, Valerie. I want to say Valerie was here. I want to say uh, happy birthday and thank you again to listener Marie. Happy birthday and thank you. Thank you again to Rosie. And it's just, yeah, all of you wonderful people. We wouldn't have the experience with this show that we have without you. So thank you. So for the sudden but inevitable Rebop, I have been Jesse. This is Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. This is Kylie. This is Josh. <laughs> Life is but a dream. Thank you for listening to the Sudden But Inevitable Rebop. Follow us on Twitter at Sudden But. Follow us on Instagram at Sudden But Inevitable Podcast. Or go to twistmyarmpodcast.com slash SBI to get everything all in one place. The Sudden But Inevitable Rebop is a Twist My Arm podcast. The views and opinions expressed on this show are held solely by those speaking them. Enhance. Enhance. Uh, it's not doing it. Oh, okay. <laughs>